Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Six eight seven zero seven zero zero. You know, I've been <laughs> kind of looking at my phone as I come to, I guess, the realization that <laughs> I'm recording this last episode. Um, not only just kind of reflecting and everything about the, you know, this being the last one, but also given the fact that I. Um, put it on myself that I was not going to re-record or stop that this is going to be a one-shot deal when I record this I'm not going to get to some part and decide to start over um, I know it in the past couple of years um, I would I had a rule that if I didn't like how it sounded in the first 10 minutes, I would just start over, which saved me a lot of trouble from what I used to do because <laughs> um, I used to go through almost a whole show, like 30, 40, 50 minutes. And if I didn't like something in, <laughs> in between, I would just start all over, which would make doing one episode take hours. But anyway, uh, I guess that's one <laughs> bit of insight to I guess to bring up as far as doing this podcast over the years but um yeah I'm only doing this one time and mainly because if you don't know I think I probably mentioned it in previous episodes that this is going to be a three hour episode so <laughs> um, I'm going to use every minute I have on this um on this platform for Spreaker that I've had before, but I, you know, using whole three hours, 
I just never done it, but we're going to do it now because this is episode 200. And this is the final episode. So why not get it all out? Like, you know, like I've posted on social media in the past couple of days, we're going to replay a couple of interviews. Obviously, this being Trenchette, we're going to talk about something current. (laughs) Um, It's going to be sprinkled throughout these three hours. But we also have a new interview. Uh, I said recent interview uh, with Lawrence Jones from Fox News that we did in uh, at CPAC um, a couple months ago. So we're going to play that as well. So I guess this being the last time I say it, but this is Trench Chat and this, I guess this, see now this is one time where I probably would just start it over because I didn't really have a how I was going to introduce because in this but anyway welcome to trench chat from the highways of america here's the podcast where we talk politics a little entertainment some culture and this and that from the road to your ears. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. And welcome to Trend Chat. I'm your host, Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to connect with us, whether on Instagram or Twitter is at Brian L. Bledsoe and on Facebook at Trench Chat with Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to email it, it is trenchat247 at gmail.com, which will come in handy at some time. I'm not going to say when, <laughs> but that email will come in handy sooner or later in this episode. And I'll let you know when. So, so again, it's trendchat247 at gmail.com. So, here we are. <laughs> 199 episodes, and here we are at the last one. And I guess I guess I should just start with um, why this is the last episode, because I've been asked that a couple of times. And, you know, I'm showing the the post on on social media saying you know uh, episode 200 finale <laughs> and uh, i was thinking it was going to be the title was just going to be the final episode but now i'm like eh, this, I, I like finale i guess i go with that so oh um, i guess quite frankly the reason why we're stopping here at 200 just um quite simply just say the numbers just don't justify continuing honestly <laughs> um the engagement for the podcast has been i said stagnant and not just saying over the past year because that's you know that's being 2020 and all that but even before that in 2019 even so um with that it just just seems like it's um I mean, 200 was a nice round number, too. <laughs> so, 
I mean, I'll, I'll get into it later on sometime as far as what what do I, I guess, perceive as far as why things didn't grow to the point of where I, at least to to the point of where maybe we could continue on or at least justify continuing. Because um, honestly, at this point, it's kind of, I, I feel personally that to continue doing this podcast would be more about my ego than actually you know doing doing something to help I guess because that was my whole reason for doing the podcast in the first place it wasn't something where I was I like oh I want to do a podcast it's like I've mentioned this in numerous interviews where people ask me about how did I started doing this is that I wasn't thinking about it it was that um I was it was a suggestion that you know I should you know maybe should consider doing a podcast it's, like I say I've never thought about doing it because at that time I didn't you know I didn't know what you needed to um to even do one because I was thinking you needed a big fancy studio and all of that and so I didn't know anything about Spreaker and you know, basically doing everything on the app. Are you pretty much? I use a a good microphone, but you don't have to. You can do everything on your phone. Use the phone mic if you want to. So, but I didn't know any of that. But once I figured that out, then I was like, well, why not? Because I'm already thinking all all this stuff, and my well just put it out there. So anyway. Um, because I've mentioned about how you know the what is downloads or engagement in general just not really there really, and so to me I feel like if I just continue doing it, it'd be out of a out of pride more than anything, um, and not, and not the pride that we're talking about in that this month is all every corporation is wanting to talk about <laughs> that pride. No, just the old just you know just prideful <laughs> ego um so yeah so that's why like i said i'll get into it later as far as maybe some i guess uh, some reasons that were i like that i can see that maybe i didn't do um to help as for, as far as um the podcast growing or whatever like that I, I i did have some things to where i try to you know be self-aware put it that way um so i guess and i'm just normally i if you don't so if you don't know a lot of times when I'm, when i'm doing a podcast it's not um, it's not like I have a script or anything like that, but given the fact that I'm doing a three hour podcast, I did, I, I didn't write a script out, but I do have a lot of notes. A lot of it is, um, maybe topics or something, something I wanted to mention that I just didn't, um, maybe I ran out of time for not so much ran out of time, but I knew I was like over an hour. And if I've got into that, it would have went on for another 30 minutes or something like that. But so I, stuff like that i kind of put into this file on my tablet called final episode because i was like okay i'm 
if I didn't mention it then, I'm going to mention mention it now because it's going to be on the last episode and I'm just going to lay it all out there. Now, all that being said, I said all of that and that this is going to be three hours and watch when I get close to 180, 175 minutes and I'm going to see that I have one thing left. Hopefully I, I have planned it out enough in my head at least or at least on this tablet that that doesn't happen but (laughs) it wouldn't shock me um if that happens which you'll know because we'll get at the end if you're still listening by that time (laughs) or have fast forwarded to that time and um and all of a sudden i'm like rushing through everything (laughs) like oh you know i have to do another you know 201 (laughs) to finish it out which would be ridiculous that you you went on for three three hours and still couldn't get everything out anyway so to try to be uh, efficient let's um not go on and on about about that but um and talking about some of the um more recent news now this may be something that you didn't hear much of mainly because it had to do with the Supreme Court. But there were, I guess you could say, um, three rulings that came out of SCOTUS, Supreme Court of the United States, that was in particular um, to the effect of um, illegal immigration. And you had one ruling where it ruled against the Ninth Circuit um, the the Ninth Circuit rule that gave asylum to previously denied illegal aliens, and then you had another one where that um where Supreme Court ruled against illegal aliens seeking you know to permanently stay in the United States, and then also ruling against criminal illegal aliens seeking to avoid deportation. Now, out of those three that I just mentioned. For one, you know, I applaud that they, that they ruled in that favor. But the the stunning part to me is that all of those rulings are nine to zero, like it was unanimous, <laughs> and which was surprising to me, especially in the in the case of uh, illegal immigration. So I really don't have an explanation for that, but I, I'm glad to see it. And it, yeah, like I said, it's really hard to explain because I, I was thinking, okay, it's probably gonna be five four or something, but no, it was nine to zero, which means the liberal justices also agreed. Now, maybe they agreed for different reasons, but nevertheless, they they agreed. <laughs> um, but wow, um, that was something to see. Let's see it go down that way as far as um whether you had like you know like I say a, a nine to zero ruling on some of these and all that being said but still what's what's going on at the border right now with you having you know thousands upon thousands of illegal immigrants coming across the border you know mainly because they got the signal from the current administration that you know Biden Harris 
basically are leaving a door open for a lot of people. It's not like when you had with President Trump, you know, that they, that even though they were still trying, but they still, there were policies in place that were, as far as one policy where they were, where you have to basically, if you got caught at the border and then you had a hearing or whatever like that, all that had to be done at your, you know, back home. You couldn't just stay here. It, but now the Biden administration got rid of that. So, and and a number of other policies that would try to curtail some of this illegal, you know, immigrant crossing on the border. So to see Supreme court going um, this route, as far as making these rulings, um, hopefully we can get some, (laughs) some handle on all of (laughs) this craziness at the border and where people are just steadily coming into this country illegally and be able to do something about it. But as long as we have uh, President Biden and Vice President Harris right now, that is not going to change anytime soon. Um, even if they even talk like they're <laughs> like, you know, kind of like sound like Trump almost, even if they even said that, but I still even with what they say, but you got to see the policies that they're enacting. That is what counts. They can say whatever they want, but look at the policies. I mean, that's, that's where it really counts. So, and I guess a, a theme being the fact that this being the final episode, it's not obviously not the first time I've sat here and talked about uh, illegal immigration. I mean, the, I guess looking back at it, there were like maybe three to four. I said three, maybe four. I didn't really talk about taxes that much, but there were at least three. If you just go back and listen, that were was a real focus for me and this podcast. And one being legal immigration. Another one, which I would say is, is the main, my, I guess my priority of of all of them is you know the abolishment of abortion and just you know pro-life issues and uh the second amendment and just you know wanting to preserve our right to self-defense now like i said I, i didn't really talk about taxes that much but even with that with those four that's kind of with those four issues that is basically how I moved from from being an apathetic Democrat put it that way because even though at the time when I did vote Democrat I had no clue as far as their policies didn't know anything about it just did it because you know someone told me to Um, but once I actually (laughs) had any uh, any thought about any of these issues 
So whether it was illegal immigration, you know, the, uh, the life issue and Second Amendment and taxes, those four in particular, I was seeing there was a very stark difference between the two, um, whether, you know, being Republican or Democrat. And so because I was seeing Democrats being all for, you know, illegal immigrants and all and just going out of their way to try to basically bring more illegal aliens into the country and when it comes to abortion where they were basically cheering and what they call reproductive rights but at the same time just the slaughter of children in the womb where they would just have no regard towards that and just be pushing for quote-unquote women's rights even though we're not talking about that in particular when you're talking about another human being being slaughtered and so and and looking at that issue and then also looking at how democrats are just so <laughs> gun-ho for gun control and and then also on taxes where basically you was showing how democrats were just looking at who if if you are successful, if you have money, they just think it's their job just to take it from you. That that you should, if you're if you're successful, then that is there's like there's something wrong with that. Then or you should quote unquote pay your fair share, and and then in seeing that, so in hearing that part, that sounds you know that sounds right, but then when you look at how much that they consider a fair share is and then then no one else supposed to bear any responsibility right only the wealthy supposed to pay all the taxes and pay everything (laughs) and no one else like like the rest of us don't um don't need to have any any stake in anything when it comes to um as far as taxes go so like anything whether it's a fair tax or a flat tax i mean obviously you know the whole taxation is stuff <laughs> in it as well but democrats didn't see didn't care for any of that like they're all about this quote-unquote progressive tax um taxation rate and anyway those four just really were the basis and then as time progressed and then you know other issues as well but um as i mentioned before it's like in 2007 when in becoming a christian and actually wanting to vote according to my biblical principles and going down that down that route and doing research and seeing whether it was illegal immigration, you know, uh, abortion and 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 self defense and all of that, and and unfairly you know targeting you know, uh, people of wealth just because um, like just to go back on the taxes thing just like they well just because they got it they should just take it from them (laughs) which is not right 
I don't care how much money someone makes. If they made their money legally, it's not your right just to take it from them just because they got it. Now, <clears throat> now if they want to be charitable and, and give it away, that's up to them. But it's it's not the government's job just to to, to consider themselves a charity through taxes. <laughs> so, and you know that's that's something I mentioned before. It's something I think I mentioned in um, I will say my favorite episode is voting your theology, and where I talked to um, uh, talked to uh, Pastor Gerard and about that in particular, where you know people. A lot of people think of taxes as charity, <laughs> which is not the case. Because I mean, uh, if you're taking it by force, that's not charity. <laughs> and if you're giving it of your, of your own free will, then yeah. So, but um, <laughs> I think one book I mentioned, I think I probably mentioned in that episode, but I mentioned it now is a book by Wayne Grudem called "Politics According to the Bible." which is a fantastic reference book because it's not really like a, I don't know, like a, um, like a novel or nothing like that. Or it's more of a reference book. It's because you can just basically look at the table of contents and pick a subject and just go to that chapter and just read from there. It's not like you can, you, you know, you have to read from beginning to end. You could just pick and choose uh, what issue you want to read up, read upon, and then read that section. But yeah, I guess I mentioned again, it's on politics according to the Bible by Wayne Grudem, and and so <clears throat> yeah, check that out if anyone, especially any Christian, is looking at as far as when it comes to when it comes to politics and just trying to court, you know correlate those uh your your politics with you know biblical principles so now given that i knew i was going to do a three-hour um, episode obviously i can't just sit here and just yap 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 because i'm definitely gonna need <laughs> need to drink some water but um on top of that i also know that uh, even looking at now, here we are. We're almost at 25 minutes. <laughs> so, and so, yeah, let's get to our, our first break. And that's another thing that we definitely going to make sure we're going to play everything we got and that I've ever had, at least. Because, I mean, obviously, I have the time, so why not? So, yeah, so we're going to do that and then also, you know, play a couple of, um, actually, going to play two new songs that we haven't played before from Savannah and, and, and Topher. So these have came out ever since, you know, since the last episode. So we're going to play those as well, at least a, a snippet of it, at least. So after a word from Politichicks is something which <laughs> something I haven't played in a while. Um, and trying to think how we're going to do this because see now this is at the point well we're over 10 minutes so i wouldn't have went back but but yeah so this is going to be that raw episode where everything is just kind of i'm just basically telling you how i'm putting this all together so anyway let's uh let's hear a word from politics and we'll be right back guys as we get older 
we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today. 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens. But you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today. 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700. Hello, this is Brian Bledsoe, host of Trend Chat. Also, contributor at Politichicks.com. Here to tell you about the new book called Politichicks, A Clearing Call to Political Activism. With over 300 pages from contributors like myself, talking about topics such as education, social issues, healthcare, the Second Amendment, and of course, activism. I encourage you all to check it out at Politichicks.com and is also available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Politics and other stuff, maybe. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. Yeah, yeah. That time, y'all. I got something I want to say. <laughs> Look. King James, King James, decorate the officer, the one he blames. Protected the black woman for feeling the pains. I have a throat slit, demanding the claims of accountability. Are you kidding me? Black lines matter what he showed quite literally. On the court, I don't doubt your ability. But when it comes to truth, may you lack the affinity. To rationalize with all the facts, emotions got to zoom in all us blacks. So catch a 5 5 on the backs like we criminals born on the high to act, please. We don't need your tears. Gaslight things just to please your peers. White privilege. In extremist fears, but that all goes away when you hear them cheers. As you travel the world, making millions just to put a ball in All right, so that's um, King James by Topher. So, um, I guess playing that first because, um, given the fact that, um, Lakers were eliminated in the first round of the NBA playoffs. I know a lot of you probably have no clue because you have, you're not even watching the NBA. Um, I was barely watching myself. I just saw it on TV. And then the memes afterwards as far as... <laughs> um, because for one, 
it was somewhat historic because LeBron James have never lost in the first round of the playoffs, which, I mean, that's impressive. I mean, I know all the jokes out right now about it, but that's impressive. And the times that he never had suffered a first round loss until now. And that and what was like 18, <laughs> uh, 18 years or something, like 18 tries or whatever. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> I remember this one meme in particular where, <laughs> where he basically had a police officer t- basically t- trying to tell the Le- LeBron about what he should have done to not get eliminated, which makes the joke as the fact that because LeBron basically tried to tell police how to do their job. (laughs) And, you know, tit for tat. I mean, well, if, uh, if someone has no clue about what law enforcement goes through and having all these opinions about what they should do, they gets, you know, fitting they should have they should tell lebron how he should shoot the ball <laughs> so so yeah but um so yeah that's one of the one of the few um songs we have that we can play i guess <laughs> and which i am grateful for people like Topher and savannah and also west cook band which that they were the first that gave trench chat permission to play their song on our podcast which we'll play that later which it's actually been a while i think i haven't played it since fourth of july last year and um you know it's the stand for the flag song that they made which went viral a couple of years ago and um so yeah so yeah, in the course of these next well, hour and a half, well not well not two hours and a half that we're we'll be on, we'll play, get to playing those songs and and you know, like I said, we're gonna play everything we have. I haven't played that ad from Politics in a while. I mean, mainly because it says it's a new book and it's been a couple of years now. So, but um still the fact that i have an article in that book it's out there so check it out (laughs) now another thing that has come out recently is all these emails that were released and i will say release a lot of times you know it's been said like you know these emails have been leaked and but you know they were were released because you had media outlets that actually were asking for for these you know for these emails from uh, Dr. Fauci, and so they got you know they got what they asked for, and a, a lot has has come out from reading those emails, and I would just say this. How much Fauci has contradicted himself from the emails, what is talking about immunity or mask or um, um, hydroxychloroquine and all that. Um, obviously, the the first thing that he, not only him, but also the media is going to use when looking at these emails they're going to say well his opinion changed because of because the data changed 
So if you read an email from February 2020 and then you see it contradict something he said later on, you're like, well, that's because more data has has been um, uh, included, and so that changed his opinion. All that just giving him all the benefit of the doubt, and that's the thing that, in particular, that really is standing out is that the media is bending over backwards to give him the benefit of the doubt by giving him every excuse for if there's a contradiction that well it meant this it meant that like and it's the benefit of the doubt that they never afforded to to trump or any republican any any conservative like if there's a story about a conservative saying anything that contradicts them from saying something later on like we don't get that benefit of the doubt nope like nope we're just a liar that's and that's how they portray us um, and or even like I say, even if it was Trump, like they they would not give him any leeway that they are giving uh, Fauci any basically any Democrat <laughs> in in media. And so, with regardless of whatever that um, is in the emails, it's going to be reported that well they, they're going to give him every, all you know all the excuses in the world to try to basically protect their golden boy basically i mean also i mean he does have a book that is i guess it's still coming out even though it has been pulled by some websites so i mean it seems like it's hurting them somewhat i have no sympathy for the man i don't care <laughs> so um if um um but in particular about one aspect about um hydroxychloroquine one thing about that is um the fact that in, in reading those emails and talking about the you know the effectiveness of uh, if it if it works a lot or if it works a little or whatever like that and how he went back and forth about how that how that drug works against uh against covid and all of that but one thing I, when looking at this particular, that particular part of it, is that why wouldn't they give the same reasoning for using hydroxychloroquine that they do for masks? I mean, even if the effectiveness of hydroxychloroquine, if, if it's even minor, it's still worth trying it because that's the reasoning for putting on a mask. Like whether they think it's it has a a great effect or even a minor effect. Either way, they still say, well, e you know, even if it's a minor effect, you should do it because um, you know any little bit helps. But they didn't use that same reasoning when it comes to hydroxychloroquine. Like they just said, nope, don't try it at all. We don't care how if it's minor or not. No, just totally disregard that. And it's not like it would have been expensive because hydroxychloroquine is pretty cheap. So why not even try it? That they wouldn't even give that benefit of the doubt for hydroxychloroquine. Like, just try it. If it, you know, if it doesn't work, then go with you know, go with other methods or whatever like that. But they wouldn't even concede that point. And, and you know mainly becomes down 
you know, back to, you know, last year because Trump mentioned it. <laughs> that basically what it kind of comes down to, because if President Trump would have never even mentioned the name of the drug, they would have probably at least at least would have said, give it a shot. What's the <laughs> no? Just try it at least. Um, but because he mentioned it and because he basically endorsed it as far as, you know, as a treatment for COVID media, just totally dismissed it. Like it's just some fantasy drug. <laughs> like, like it just, nope, don't even, don't even try. It just, it, it won't do absolutely nothing. It, there's, you know, like there's no effectiveness to it. Like there's just totally disregarded, but, and you know, they just didn't want to give, Trump any chance to be right. <laughs> so and but and also but y'all see this in those emails um of Dr. Fauci as far as at least there were some uh effect that it could work. Not saying you know it wasn't saying it was a hundred percent and no one is saying it's a hundred percent but it it is worth a try <laughs> at the very least. But you know Anyway, I, matter of fact, I think that's probably, I think I probably talked about all the current events I'm probably going to talk about for the next couple of hours. I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, some might co come across my, <laughs> my head in a minute, but, um, I was just, I was going to mention that later on, but it just kind of came out. But, um, and I know in one interview we had last year and talking to a, um, a doctor, uh, with the remote health solutions and um, just went in talking about COVID and, and all of that. I know I definitely have something I want to mention about that. But before, let's get to one of these replays <laughs> that I, I want to want to play right quick and actually uh, I'll start off with one somber one and you know and talking about uh, pro-life and and all the bills that go through DC and all other state you know legislatures and and everything and all trying to work towards abolishing abortion in the end now obviously people have their have different methods when it comes to that you have what you call incrementalism <laughs> uh, which is basically the mostly what most places whether in DC or any state is normally going in that route whatever pro-life um, organizations or that mostly are going using that method and then um, then you have the other method, which is basically just, um, um, absolute, <laughs> like just, uh, absolute, you know, abolishment from the start. Like just like, there's no baby steps in, in, in that sense. I forget the term, name of the term, but, um, basically just, you know, taking it all the way full stop, which I would support if we, if it could happen if you could actually get the people um, get the votes for, um, whether from the people or from the representatives 
I have no problem with both. I would prefer it would just be a full stop, just abolishment of abortion without having to go through these, you know, baby steps because every day babies are dying. So, so I would definitely would like it to be that way. But that being the case, that's not how a lot of these, um, the people in general are not, or definitely are not, um, not really, up, um, are open for that. And so it just basically kind of comes down to being just incremental, in- incremental, um, uh, process. And I mean, that cuts both ways because it, it goes the other way as well for, you know, what are you talking about? Um, Democrats and the other other issues as well because that's what they're doing with with guns in in that sense is that they're trying to (laughs) incrementally take away bits and pieces of the second amendment as opposed to doing a flat out just total you know um ban of the second amendment and they know that's not going to happen because you know that's not going to work either so they're doing it incrementally (laughs) take little pieces here you can't have you can only have this many rounds in this magazine or this barrel can be only be this long or that like or maybe you need you know you don't need to have that particular gun or this and so just little bits and pieces so anyway all that to be said like i said the first replay interview we'll play is um from representative ron wright who um sadly passed earlier this year um I was able to speak with him twice for the podcast. At least I spoke with him a, a number of times um, off the record, I guess. But um, I spoke with him twice, and this is the second interview. This is when he was in D.C. and we were there. I was with the Heritage Action for um, to advocate for this uh, pro-life bill, uh, the Born Alive. Um, bill, which we talk about in this interview, but um, it, you know, he was my representative in Arlington. So, and as of this recording, we still don't have. <laughs> we're right now going towards a runoff for um, to replace uh, Representative Wright, and actually, the leading candidate is uh, his wife, Susan Wright. And I have met her a couple of times as well. And I've actually, you know, I voted for her and I, I, you know, endorsed her as well. And, and so that runoff is like July 27. Like I said, as of this, this recording is still, we're still in the process of electing, um, who's going to take his seat. So anyway, um, this was, uh, about two years ago. And so, yeah, uh, here's here's an interview with uh, Representative Wright. Hello, this is Trent Chat, and we are here in Washington, D.C., and we are very pleased to have Representative Ron Wright with us. Now, the last time we, we spoke was during the midterms, but now we can officially say Representative Ron Wright. So how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. So first off. The reason why we're even here is to get signatures for the discharge petition on the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Act. And 
not only we, you know, we know that you were a co-sponsor of the act, and we also have found out that you have signed on to the petition. So first off, you know, we are very grateful for that. But for the people that don't know, tell us, tell them about the about the act and why you signed on. Well, you know, Brian, it, it, it's an outrage that we're even having to discuss it, that we're even having to do a discharge petition, uh, because this is about babies that survive abortions. They're outside the womb, but they're alive. They're fully alive. And um, this bill would require that medical professionals provide them with the same care they would any baby that's born that's outside the womb. There shouldn't be any distinction because we're not really talking about abortion here. We're talking about infanticide because this is a live human being outside the womb that's going to die unless it gets some kind of attention from medical professionals like like any infant would. Um, and so we're not asking a lot, uh, but but it, it is it is frustrating and infuriating that we're even having to talk about this, uh, much less have to fight for it. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens. But you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. But but this, this is an indication of where we are up here in Washington, where we are with the Democrat uh, majority, uh, they're, they're going to extremes. And um, it, the people of, of the United States, people of Texas in particular, need to know just how radical the Democrat Party in Washington has become. You know, we've, well, we've gone to different Democrat offices already. And one thing I've even mentioned is that this is <laughs> – this is kind of like the minimum to ask, really, because I'm like you said, we're not talking about abortion. We just we're just talking about having, giving, providing medical care to a to a baby that's already born. Right. That's all we're asking, really. And I, I can't believe that that I'm even having to come up here to advocate for this. This should be 435, you know, signatures on here, or it should have already been to a vote. Well, you know that it's again, it's an indication of how radical. Uh, they have become, and particularly on the the issue of, of life, um, 
you know, it, it, it's very difficult for a pro-life Democrat to even get elected these days. But again, this is different. This is in a category by itself because we're talking about killing a baby that is already born uh, by refusing to give it uh, medical attention. And uh, it is it is just an outrage that we're even having to discuss it. But it, it's an indication of the times we're in. Um, and But we're going to continue to fight this. Uh, it is unconscionable, the, the fact that more Democrats have not signed this petition. Because what this petition does is it forces a vote on the floor. Because so far, the Democratic leadership will not allow the bill to come to the floor for a vote. Um, this will force it to come to the floor for a vote. And, and I believe that, or at least I, I'm hopeful that enough Democrats would join us in voting for the bill if we can get it to the floor. And that would ensure that babies that survive abortions and are alive outside the womb would get the care they need. Now, we also would know you're part of um, other committees. So as far as our foreign affairs and um, education and labor. So um, I guess, I guess let us know what's going on in those committees. Well, the Education and Labor Committee, that, that's a real meat and potatoes committee uh, in the Congress because that committee affects almost every family in America one way or the other, either from an educational standpoint or uh, a workforce standpoint. And most of the work that's been done on the committee so far, we're still early in the Congress, uh, but most of the work so far has been on the workforce side of things, on the labor side of things. Uh, we've had hearings on, on pensions. We've had hearings on, uh, pay equity, uh, hearings on, uh, the minimum wage, things like that. Uh, we've only had a couple of hearings on education related issues. Uh, on foreign affairs, um, that's been a, an extremely interesting committee because, uh, of all of the hot spots in the world that can affect, uh, you know, the people here in the United States. Uh, whether it's Syrian, Syria, um, Venezuela, Russia, China, all of that, uh, and those issues uh, come before our committee. So that's been very interesting. And and the thing about both of these committees is is they're committees that have a history of working on a, in a bipartisan fashion, uh, particularly in foreign affairs. You know, partisanship should end at the water's edge, and. Um, I believe you'll you'll see some bipartisan work come out of that committee. That's also true of education and labor, but so far it's been very partisan. Uh, it's like they're going down a list, checking checking boxes uh, to to um, satisfy their base. But um, I'm hopeful that even on that committee, we'll produce some bipartisan uh, work before the Congress is over. So, just want to say. We are very proud that you're here and, you know, we, we definitely were, was very supportive in your campaign and just, um, just keep up the great work. I will. And thank you again for your support. We're working hard and we're going to keep working hard for the people of the 6th District of Texas. Trenchant is proud to be a part of the Hashtag Life Tribe or Culture of Life as they seek to celebrate life through the world of fashion, 
Go to col1972.com and get 10% off your purchase when you enter the code TRENDCHAT. All right, man. Yeah, so that was um, yeah, our interview with Representative Wright. And hopefully, <laughs> well, even though we'll be done done with this podcast, but um, hopefully we'll see Representative Wright once again <laughs> with um, uh, Susan Wright in the next uh, month or two, which I'm hoping to, you know, be able to, I guess, be an election judge <laughs> um, that day and I don't know if I even mentioned about I, I probably have but um, I was a election judge for the November election and also for the uh, well to, it was a recent election and <laughs> we've had so many uh, I tell people I really feel sorry for those block walkers especially in in our area in Texas where it almost feels like there's an election every two weeks at this point. I mean, we just had an uh, a, an election uh, June fifth, where I guess you could say the main <laughs> the main race in that one was for Fort Worth mayor. I mean, there was a lot of races in whether it's for city council and and stuff like that, but uh, the one. I guess the marquee race was for Fort Worth mayor, which I I can say I'm glad to see that uh, Maddie Parker won that race because Fort Worth, if not one of maybe the only <laughs> um, major city that is not run by a progressive socialist Democrat communist. And I, either it's, I don't, if I'm, I think Tulsa is or was, but like I said, it's very far, um, far and few in between to find a, a city, a major city. I don't care where it is. No matter, I don't care how red the state is, but you know, I've mentioned this a number of times. The major cities are run by Democrats. Um, and even if they consider themselves to be nonpartisan, you can see how they govern and basically f- fall in line one way or another. And Fort Worth was on the verge or of because um, you had Maddie Parker, who was a more conservative uh, Republican type, because, again, this is. They're, they're, they don't have R&D beside their name, but you just have to look at their principles and basically kind of have an idea. Now, it was a stark contrast in this case because you had Maddie Parker, who was more the conservative Republican type, you know, against the actual, the former chair of the Democrat Party. <laughs> so she was the chair of the Democrat Party. So that basically tells you where, where she falls. Um... Um, and I'm so yeah, but it was somewhat close. Um, but in the end, Maddie Park won. And that's great, and so hopefully she, you know, continues on and and does great, and and Fort Worth could will still will not fall to being run by another socialist, basically. So um, 
but that being said one thing that was just talking about I guess Tarrant County in this case um, even though there were you had that victory there there were a lot of losses when it comes down to city council and that's something I've mentioned before on this podcast is that you know uh, these city councils obviously have a lot of power as far as policy goes and there were a, a number of um, I guess you said conservatives that was running um, or at least somewhat conservatives at least running in uh, for these spots and most of them a lot of them lost and so even though you had the headline of what happened in Fort Worth as far as the mayor's race but then you look right below that lost a lot of uh, city council spots so kind of kind of dropped the ball on that which is even in the case of Fort Worth in particular because I remember seeing okay Maddie Parker won the mayor's race but yet one of the city councilmen that was running as well that was running as a kind of a Republican loss. And so I now also given, let me, let me just say this, the turnout was just um, horrendous, which is not surprising, but it just, again, it just, it, it was a very low turnout, but it's, it's not surprising because it is just a mayor's race, but yeah. <laughs> um, I forgot what it was, but it was, it was very low which when you look back I mean even the general election is only if not half probably less than half actually vote so if that's for the presidential just imagine how less people care when it comes to city council and mayors even though Mayors and city councils are the people that are going to affect them a whole lot more than the president. I mean, yeah, the president obviously is going to affect affect you, but the city council and mayors are going to direct you even more directly. Yet people care less about that than who the president is. So, because I mean, mayor and city council and all them those are the ones are gonna be the ones that are going to vote for those tax increases or whatever like that <laughs> uh, and so yeah but yeah um <laughs> that's yeah that wasn't even something i was thinking about talking about oh, i don't even know how i even got on that um <laughs> how do i even anyway but yeah so yeah oh yeah because i was talking about the elections in general talking about um, yeah, hoping about hoping that um, Susan Wright wins, and also that I re- yeah okay now I get it now I remember. <laughs> but um, and also given the fact that yeah we had so many elections and we that one uh, the one that I just talked about with the mayor and and the council city council that was June fifth. So now this runoff between um for um. Uh, for representative uh, rights seat that is july 27th so and then after that i don't know there's probably going to be another municipal election of some sort i don't know but yeah (laughs) 
if you're someone that's block walking in Tarrant County in particular, I'm pretty sure people are probably sick of seeing you uh, um, to give you give them information about it an election every couple of weeks. So, but again, it's kind of is what it is right now. Um, I just I think we could probably do better as far as maybe consolidating some of these to, to a particular day. So, but um, but yeah, um, I actually was oh yeah, so. As I mentioned before in the beginning that <laughs> in my like notes for this particular episode, I've had a number of things that I um that I put down that I maybe didn't talk about before <laughs> and said I was gonna mention it in this episode. Now of all the things I've <laughs> I've gone back in this on my tablet and read that I was going to mention in the last episode. This one in particular, I still don't know why I put it on here. I must have been, I don't know what I was thinking about in particular, but I'm going to stay true to what I put in here. I'm just going to, maybe I'll figure it out as I read this. <laughs> but uh, for some reason, I'm just going to read it right quick. <laughs> I wrote this so, sooner, I don't know, sometime. I don't know when. Some, sometime last year or this year. I don't know. Um, so I put, I put down, what if one day there will be technology that would read your dreams and could actually, and, and could actually see it when you wake up and create a show on your dream. And, you know, it'll be very intrusive, but I suspect there'll be plenty of people who wouldn't mind having some tech company in their brain. Um, you know to see that to some extent <laughs> yeah i don't know why <laughs> where that came from um but i wrote it down here I, t- I typed it out on the tablet and yeah so i really don't have much else to say about what i've already <laughs> what i said because i don't know where i was going with that when i <laughs> when i typed it out whenever i don't I should have put dates beside some of this stuff because I don't even know when <laughs> when I type that out. But then again, I guess the thought of it, because yeah, and yeah, I, I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised that people wouldn't if you came to them with that proposition saying, "Hey, you ever wanted to um, relive your dreams, but you kept forgetting? You know, you forget them as soon as you wake up." Well take this take this new technology from Amazon or whatever like Google that will read your dreams and will play it on the TV when you wake up or something like that um yeah but yeah I could see that happening I guess I don't know maybe I want to just put this in there cause I plan on downloading all of this and putting it on a hard drive and putting it in a safe I don't know, at some sort of time capsule of some sort. Someone, and that absolutely may happen. And they were like, man, he was talking about that in 2021. And here we are in 2121, and they're happening. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know if that hard drive even lasts that long. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I mean, that's what I plan on doing after I finish this episode. I'm going to download it all, put it on a hard drive, and then just leave it in a safe. Mainly for. 
um, like just you know, I guess legacy in the case in this sense or whatever. Just like you know, when I die, you can just listen it all to this, <laughs> um, or, or whatnot. So that's some more so for my daughter to listen to one day. I guess I don't know. Um, so. Yeah, of all the things I have put down on this tablet, that is the one thing I do not have a clue as far as where I was going to go with that. But um, anyway, we've gotten past the first hour now. And so we're going to take another break because we're also going to um, get to our next uh, replay. And um, actually, not no, actually, I'm going to wait for that because I want to do this all... I guess reflection as far as things that maybe I should have done differently. To, <laughs> I want to do that all in one segment and I want to wait for that. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, so we're going to hear a word from the founder project and we'll be right back. This is trend chat. Hello, Trend Chat listeners. If you like the Founding Project's civics education video series, Civics for All Ages, and our educational meme series, we think you will love our new website. Join us at thefoundingproject.com and be a part of the civics movement. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today. Hey everybody, it is Chad Prather, host of the Chad Prather Show. You are listening to Trend Chat with my man, Brian Bledsoe. Come on with it. This is Trend Chat with Brian Bledsoe. All right, so our, I guess our one is out of the way. <laughs> um, is that just going by faster than I thought? Because <laughs> here we are, we got two more hours, but uh, but yeah, so. But um, let's get to another replay, um, from someone. I guess kind of sticking in the vein of um, uh, and talking about you know. Uh, abortion and someone we've interviewed a couple of times and you know we've really loved their work with choice for for two they have a new video out right now and they just dropped last week which uh or two weeks ago but it's just awesome you should check it out so go to choice dot com and here's one of our interviews with laura clausen hello this is trend chat and we are very pleased to have a returning guest with us. I, I would say she is the main reason, the only reason that Trend Chat is being listened to in Canada. So, and I definitely want to <laughs> want to bring her back so you know we can boost those Canada numbers up as well as everywhere else, but especially you know especially Canada. So, we're talking with Laura Clausen. She is the director of Choice Four Two, and we're just going to talk about a 
couple of things and what's new with Choice War 2 and especially with the new video that was released. So, hey, how you doing? Hi, I'm good, thanks. So, I guess let's start off with the new video that was recently released. Um, when I saw a, uh, I guess a, a picture of it, I saw a puppy in your hand. I'm like, okay, where's this going? <laughs> <laughs> so, what is it about? Yeah, so that one's about puppy abortion, um, which is an actual thing. Um, and as it turns out, people are very upset when they find out that puppy abortion happens, um, but they're not upset that human abortion is happening. So that's why we made that video. And when you released it, did it, um, as far as, I guess, you know, with Facebook and all the other platforms, did you get a... Um, you get a lot of, uh, I guess, haywire kind of messing with your views and all that. Was this the same? <laughs> yeah, well, Twitter took it down almost immediately. I think, like, within the first 20 minutes, it was gone. Um, and then, same as Facebook, people were saying they couldn't watch it, it wasn't playing. So, I think our mistake might have been that we announced when we were going to do it. Hmm. Um and so we probably won't be doing that again. <laughs> but yeah, that that was really annoying. Oh, okay. So what it would so you would just have to uh, I guess upload it again and uh, no. Um, I just complain about it because if you complain about something publicly on social media, that's the only way it gets fixed. If you like go through all the proper channels of reporting it and all this, they just ignore it. So mm. I just pretty quickly made us think about it and you know it came back okay okay well you know yeah. you know that's what what you have to do nowadays because um it seems like yeah you know, they try to take every chance they can to try to um basically you know create new ways to try to either just just be annoying if they can, if they can't just outright <laughs> take you off just just annoy you to death yeah, it's it's really annoying, and there's no way that you know if it so happens that we have an issue every single time we upload a new video. You know, like no way. Other other people, you know, like makeup companies and stuff that my friends are running, none of them ever have any of these issues. So yeah, it's pretty irritating. Yeah. Now, one thing I've noticed um, in the well in the past couple of months um, was. I guess something that we we here in the states didn't really have to consider so much is um, like the movie I'm playing. So that was released right. in the states, and it it got some news and because of, of the subject and all that. But as far as being able to see it, it wasn't um, it wasn't difficult to go to the theater and see it. But that wasn't the case in Canada, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. It. Oh man, it was a huge process. To bring it to Canada um, because they couldn't find a distributor and they couldn't, um, you know, Cineplex said no and, and we had a petition going and just a ton of stuff was going on. It took um, a couple months and then finally um, they got it into, I believe it was 40 something theaters across Canada um, and it only played for one week and that was it, but um, yeah, so Canadians got to see it at least. Some Canadians got to see it, but man, like even some of the 
theaters that agreed to show it, um, they received threats um, against their employees and their employees' families um, if they were going to show unplanned. So, like, one of the theaters in British Columbia decided, you know, this is too serious, we can't risk this for our employees, so they decided not to show it. Um, and that happened in a couple other theaters around the country as well. Yeah, um, like I said, that's something that we in the States didn't have to, at least, we didn't have to worry about the movie not being released, <laughs> or even if it's going to be released, having the, well, I mean, having people threaten as opposed to getting it um, uh, put in theaters, but yeah, that, I mean, right. in, in Canada, I mean, that's that's another reason why we want to bring you on for people that are listening and maybe don't realize um, things are, are different in Canada. I know we we talked about it before, <laughs> you know, um, in the first yeah. first time you was on, but I mean, again, for the people that maybe didn't hear the first time you was on, which if they haven't, shame on you. But um, if you haven't, <laughs> if, if if you haven't, I mean, yeah. When it comes to the issue of abortion in particular, it's uh, it's a different deal in Canada, right? Yeah, it, it really is. Um, very different atmosphere. Um, we have no abortion law, I guess, which is the largest problem. So, um, yeah, it's just crazy what's going on up here. Because you don't have any abortion law in Canada, that, and also when someone you know, like yourself and Choice for Two are out here trying to advocate for, for life, it can be, yeah. and also up in Canada, you uh, when it comes to just speech in general, it's different too. Right. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the crazy, like we don't have um, free speech protected the way that you guys do. So, you know, if someone interprets what you're saying to be hate speech, um, you can get charged with hate speech crime. Um, so that's that's the tricky thing about Canada. Yeah, and um, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, even just doing the uh, videos that you're doing now, it seems like it has to watch out as far as language goes. Yeah, I mean, we try and be careful. Like, we're, we're not attempting to get in trouble by breaking any hate speech laws, whatever those might be, but at the same time, um, you know, trying to get our message out that abortion is human killing, um, and, you know, that is something that offends people, yeah. um, so they might interpret that as hate speech, like, it's just wild. When you're talking about, so if you're talking about this particular issue and uh, about abortion, um, I'm guessing have you been informed by you know canadian government about okay you can't say certain words do things a certain way because it'd be interpreted as hate speech i mean how how is it well i guess well anything is really possible when you're talking about <laughs> talk about what can be interpreted <laughs> as hate speech but i'm just i'm just wondering have you been personally told that okay this is considered hate speech even though it, it clearly is not no, like they haven't, um, they haven't clarified, to my knowledge, what that would look like in terms of abortion. Okay. Um, yeah, so, but then again, you know, like it's, it's kind of whatever offends people. Yeah. And then whatever they take issue with, that's what they can interpret as hate speech. Mm. Well, yeah. uh, well, you know, hopefully um, none of that happens and just, everything <laughs> just keep, you know, everything just keeps moving on, you know, as well as possible. What's the, um, so what? Yeah. 
So what's new with um Choice for Two? I mean, well, given that you already mentioned that you're not gonna release, <laughs> you're not gonna you know tell us when another video is coming out because of well because of what has happened. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess right. tell us what you can about what's what's new. Oh uh, yeah. Um, well, we've already filmed uh, two more in the Just Saying series, um, so those will be coming out, and we're about to film another one, which is um, a different. It's a new. It's a new idea. I'm really excited about that one, and that should be out this fall. Um, yeah. So videos coming along, and just we've really um, upped our presence online in terms of reaching women who are facing unplanned pregnancy, um, which has become way more important now um, that the bubble zone laws are in. I don't know if you know about those up no, here in Canada. Uh, no, no. What is it? Uh, so I think it was about last year um, they put in a law that you are not allowed to um, basically sidewalk counsel outside of abortion clinics. You're not allowed to do anything that could be interpreted as pro-life outside of an abortion clinic. And um, within, I believe it's 150 feet oh. from the clinic. Yeah, and that actually includes, you are not even allowed to wear a pro-life t-shirt and walk past the clinic. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we know that because we tested that. Um, and yeah, so since we can't do that, and that is such an effective way of reaching women, right? Like right in their last moments, yeah. um, we were really doing most of it online anyway. So we've really upped that, and we really are connecting with so many women. And like the stories are just wild. I'm talking um, just today with a woman. Um, here in Canada who wants to get an abortion and she's now 30 weeks pregnant and it's just heartbreaking talking to her because she keeps calling her baby it and you know like that's what we're dealing with and she's allowed to do that up here yeah I, well one thing I, I've noticed too from uh, on your uh, social media pages you share stories of you know well positive stories of people that you have um uh, reached out to and have or right uh, yes i mean i guess um tell us a little little bit about those stories yeah so um the cool thing really with um our online initiative is that most women like probably in the 90th percentile they choose to keep their babies after we connect with them and these are women who um initially were considering abortion so it's just amazing to see how, um, like, the support, it means so much to these women. And, you know, it's not just the, um, like, the conversation and the encouragement. Like, we, we actually do help women. So uh, one of the things that we do is uh, online baby registries, um, which we set up. Um, women tell us, you know, what they might need for themselves or their babies. And, you know, it can even be things not baby-related, you know, like, Maybe they need gas money or they need something like that. Um, and so we make these registries, we set it up, and then we put them out to the public. And pro-lifers from across the world, really, uh, purchase these items, and they're delivered directly to the mom's house. So um, it's just a really effective way of practically helping these women, and it's been working really well. Okay. 
you know, yeah, I was seeing that on on your on your pages, and I, yeah, I definitely, especially for anyone who was listening, and maybe they will, you know, catch some of that and maybe want to help out as well. And I mean, is there, I guess, is there like something on choice choice for two that would, you know, if they want to help out, that would direct them for that? Um, it's more on our social media, okay. on the Choice for Two Facebook. Uh, Twitter and Instagram pages. That's where we post them. Um, and people are so generous. Like, our registries get bought up usually within an hour or two. And we're talking, like, some of these registries have, like, 50 to 100 items. Mm-hmm. And they're they're just bought by people who don't even know these women, just people who want to help out. So it's really encouraging to know, you know, pro-lifers are actually putting their money where their mouth is and yeah. wanting to help these women. Um, well, we're basically kind of at the end. So, um, if people want to find all of those social media pages and you know want to connect with you, where would they go on social media and everywhere? Uh, just choice for two anywhere. Choice for choice for two, and we have links to everything on our website, which is choice for two, like choice forty two dot com. All right. Well, Laura, I appreciate you coming on, and we look forward to having you back on again soon. Aw, thanks for having me again. What's going on, y'all? This is Brandon Tatum. Make sure you go to Trend Chat. Check it out. Listen to it. One of the best shows that I've ever been on. So make sure you go check it out, man. God bless y'all. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens. But you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 
so you want to keep America great, but you don't know where to go to get some Trump-centric gear, check out TrumpMode.com. And if you put in the code TRENDCHAT, you get 10% off. So at TrumpMode.com, they have flags, coins, mugs, of course. So go to TrumpMode.com, put in the code TRENDCHAT, get 10% off. Again, TrumpMode.com with the code TRENDCHAT for 10% off. All right, so um, so yeah, definitely check out Choice for Two, and um, just uh, yeah, they had a really great video as I mentioned um, recently, uh, and uh, yeah, really should check it out. It they really are doing a fantastic job and uh, and showing people, you know. Whether it's well, especially the fact they're up in Canada and just you know really doing a great job as far as trying to show abortion for the horror that it really is. So, um, you know, one of these which I apologize, I will play again, just um, <laughs> it's this sound that I have here, and I think it's appropriate for what I'm about to say. And I was going to play it just now, but I forgot. So, and I don't think, I think this is the proper time. So one of the little good sounds that we have is um, obviously with Hillary Kennedy. Um, she is the voice that you hear in the beginning that introduces Trinchat. But she also did these other little sound bites that I uh, asked her to do, which I am at definitely grateful for i tell her that every time i see her <laughs> but um she did this other one that i haven't played as much but i think it's time to play it now it would have went smoothly with what i just in in what i just played now but anyway i think it's still appropriate because i'm about to start <laughs> it, it sounds right so here we go <laughs> so this is the another one that she that she recorded for us so here it is <laughs> Uh, boy, hold up. All right. Yeah. Commentary as subtle as a sledgehammer. This is Trend Chat. Now, I don't know how many times I played that before, but anyway, I think it's appropriate for what this next um, segment, I guess, because Black Superman is lazy storytelling. <laughs> um,. As of this recording, there have been reports as far as having, um, you know, that Warner Brothers is going to have a black Superman and they are, and maybe it could be Michael B. Jordan or someone else or something like that. And um, I just mentioned that in particular because, I mean, we already seen it now with the Disney Plus show, which uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which spoiler alert let me just say this now even though you know it's been out but spoiler alert so give me give me about i don't know but just letting you know um all i would just say is that at the end it basically is captain america and the winter soldier because falcon assumes the mantle of captain america so he will be captain america going forward so now you have a black captain america all right <clears throat> And, and just 
going along with hearing the news about Black Superman and all that, it just, again, I, like I said, it's just lazy. <laughs> because instead of creating new characters or using original black characters that are in the comics as opposed to using uh, traditionally white characters and just making them black or white, mainly just using um, just using the name because people see Superman, they're like, oh, well, if we just make them black, then we don't have to worry about creating a new character. We could just use use the uh, profile of uh, and the, the legacy of, of something like Superman or Captain America, then we just slap a black man on it and then like, oh, okay, look how progressive we are and whatever. And, um, and like I said, you have original black characters like Falcon, actually, because Falcon is an original black character, but now they just switched them to be a Captain America, which he was for perfectly fine as Falcon in the comics. But they wanted to definitely... They wanted to put that uh, mantle of Captain America in particular, and it's always and it's just it's always like getting sloppy seconds in a sense, <laughs> um, as opposed to just creating new characters. And I say it's lazy because if you create a new character, then you got to build that legacy up, or it's I mean as opposed to just grabbing something that's convenient and just, you know, putting a black person on, on that one. <laughs> and I mean, on top of that, it's, I know personally, it's kind of, I don't really relate to as much, especially for those in particular, uh, those characters that were traditionally white and then they changed them to be black or Latino or whatever, gay or whatever like that. Like, it's kind of hard to, to relate in the sense because it's not really about the the story is is all about whatever that person is whether they are black hispanic or um, asian or gay or trans or whatever like that the focus is all on that the story is all centered around that and <laughs> it's one thing i mentioned when we um when falcon and when the soldier was on it was like everything was about it because he's black <laughs> in, in almost every episode it was always something about oh, you know this happened because he's black it, it, it was just the focus was all about being black <laughs> and and the rest of the story was secondary really um, or at least at the same on the same level but it definitely made sure they kept pointing that out and with the, all these stories they just keep pouring that same um the same drum beat and yeah it just like they're not really telling a story they just um they just using uh whatever uh minority status that they have and they just basically go off of that and everything is always difficult for you know like and use you know million different reasons why and like everything bad um it's always happening to them like nothing it just it, it, it's nerve-wracking it just gets on my nerves and like I, like I said before it's just lazy storytelling you just and as 
as opposed to actually putting together a story about um, um, about a hero and doing you know whatever and but no we're just gonna just talk about how this person is this minority and America is all you know is always keeping them keeping them down because the man and all that and just keeps <laughs> and I think we're gonna see um, a bit of that in the next phases of Marvel which you can kind of see it and and yeah I mean I think the whole as far as Marvel goes from uh, from Endgame to all the way back to Iron Man it's probably going to be about the best phase that they've had because I think it was more focused on stories than anything um any social activism i mean don't get me wrong it was in it in some of those films too here and there but i think they're just going to be more of a focus on it as we go along um whether you know you had it in captain marvel where every everything was about her being a woman like everything like, like yeah yeah, uh, everybody's keeping her down because she's a woman, and you know, talking about her emotions and all of that. So it was already going that way with Captain Marvel, but we kind—I think we're just really shifting on, like we're really going to be focusing on, on on that in the um, in the movies and series um, going forward because we definitely saw that in Falcon and Winter Soldier too, and definitely and also because at the end, um, because with Falcon and Winter Soldier ending, they also announced that they're going to make a Captain America 4 with black Captain America now with um, uh, Anthony Mackie um, playing you know the role of Captain America and um, so yeah so it's, <laughs> I'm, I, and I can pretty much guess the fact that he has officially taken the title of <coughs> of um, of Captain America that that whole the, the movie is going to be focused on and I can almost guarantee that there's going to be people that's going, he's, he's going to have some, um, uh, some resentment. People are going to just not, uh, accept him. And, and I'm pretty sure they probably going to have red hats on or, and they're going to have a Southern accent <laughs> and, um, they're, or they're just going to be this. They're going to be clearly portrayed as conservative people that are going to be totally um like totally racist towards <laughs> like not even just a disagreeing like i am just not just a de- disagreeing with the fact they just lazy storytelling no they just they're going to be portrayed as the most vile racist <laughs> um towards black capital america so um i can almost guarantee that's going to happen in the movie if it's not going to happen in the next in uh, season two of the, of the series so, uh, but, um, in saying that, and just, I guess, in keeping up with, I guess, about the black community in particular, that's one thing that I've made a, I didn't even really have to really make an effort to not do it because I don't think about it like that. Is that, um, just trying to put everything in the context of being black, right? because I just try to look at it from a um, 
from from a uh, a universal perspective for how it affects everybody and regardless of whatever whatever it is but that's one thing that is I've been hearing for a long time especially amongst us as conservatives that especially in talking about my, you know outreach amongst um, in the black community or even the Hispanic community just in minorities or people of color whatever like that is that you will hear a lot, and I'm pretty sure you still hear it now. Talking about, well, uh, the black community is is actually actually conservative. They just um, just does don't vote that way. Um, I know they have conservative principles, and and like I said, are actually more conservative than than even they probably realize. And to an extent, I mean, yeah, you can actually you know you can and i ask like individual questions about particular um policies and then once you go down a list you'll see that oh nine times out of ten um they'll probably answer the questions more on a conservative scale it's only when you finally reveal that that is more republican than democrat that's when they totally just disregard the question that they just answered but <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but I'm, I've come now. This is just you know, this just me. But I'm I'm somewhat disagreeing with that notion that we you know that we talk about um, about the black community being more conservative um, than they realize. I mean, because to me it just seems more of a conditional conservatism actually, uh, where people talk about where they want limited government taxes and you know low taxes etc only as a criticism because they proceed to not be in power but once once in power then you know they're all for big government once they once they know that 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 they're in power you know whether it's like Obama or you know even with um you know Kamala Harris, all of a sudden that whole, all that talk about limited government all of a sudden kind of goes out the window, and now because you are in you're in this in that seat of power as a community now at least you think you are, um now you're just as power hungry and authoritative and tyrannical as the people they complain about and criticize about, um and wanted wanting to limit like it it wasn't about limited government as a principle it just wanted to limit the other people's power like you know as you know it's like black community black community be like well we just want to limit white people's power it's not the fact that you think that government in general should be limited no we just don't want them to be <laughs> to have it but we once we are in power then we want to have we we want to have all that power too so it's not really a principle thought. Like I said, it's more conditional. <laughs> I mean, couple that with, you know, animosity of race and perceived injustice nowadays and feeling of entitlement and retribution, you know, against those, you know, who were in power before. I mean, it's a justification for using that power in the same corrupted way as payback for, you know, for the past. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's not about who has the control, 
I mean, being conservative is about no one having that much power and control in our, in our lives. I mean, but I think it's all wishful thinking, at least for the foreseeable future, because so many want that on both sides. I mean, I think they all just want to be, you know, little dictators, actually. So, um, and I mean, that just where how I feel now because I've, you see the switch a lot of times, and I'm and it's not just talking about the black community. It's also just in. It, I'm mentioning that because I feel like a lot of times we we think that you know because someone agrees with us on certain issues is that maybe that maybe that's because there's another another part in play the reason why they would think that as opposed to a principled reason not so much principle just that we just want to reduce their power until we have it so um i mean i guess in just staying along with this is that um There were growing up, you know, there was like unknown e- events for me in particular, um, leading to become uh, to be a, being a conservative. So, and just thinking about like the irrational defense of everything black, right? <laughs> like whether it's like defending vile music. You know, calling women all sorts of names and talking about pimping and drugs and all of that, and you know, murder, murder, kill, kill, and all. And I'm and look, I, I was listening, you know, to that as well. I mean, but I could understand the criticism even when, back then when I was listening to it. I understood the criticism, but I mean, I know a lot of people say this, but I know like I was listening for the beats. I didn't agree with so much of what I was hearing because, like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't smoking weed or none of that. So I was like, all that stuff I was hearing it, but it's kind of like, man, but this is nice, nice beat though. <laughs> you know? Like this beat is tight, <laughs> but uh, um, because I wasn't popping caps or nothing like that. <laughs> I mean, but it had a sick beat. But um, uh, but now I just, um, I mean, even I know it was something I wrote for Politics was um how OJ how the OJ Simpson trial made me conservative and cuz I remember the re, the reaction to that trial back in the day <laughs> and and that was um that was like a like a spark like I didn't become conservative that day but that was like the spark of it was that day because I just couldn't wrap my head around the fact that someone who was at least questionable like even i mean i was in high school so it wasn't like i was watching the whole case and everything but it was at least plausible he was guilty <laughs> like it was questionable at the very least i mean go so far as say yeah yeah okay yeah you know he did it but it was at least questionable that he was did that he did it and but yet when he was acquitted it was like the everyone I, I i was in school my uh my school was like 95 percent black and so when that verdict came out it was it was like um a, a parade went off it was 
it was like New Year's Eve. Everybody was just celebrating. Yeah, like, I, I didn't, I didn't find nothing to celebrate because I'm like, okay, I mean, uh, maybe he did it then, and just because the jury said not guilty, it's just like, oh, like, it's obvious he just didn't do it. Like, they just was no question about anything, um, and just you know, just celebrating the fact. I mean, kids were. You know, we were getting checked out of school and all of that. I mean, I, I didn't, but a lot of a lot of them did. And parents were coming by school honking their horns. It was like, it literally was like a parade was going on. And um, and yeah, so but but yeah, I, like that was the spark because I just couldn't get. Because even though at that time I already was kind of like, um, when it comes to music, like a lot of this music is filthy. And but like I said, again, I was still listening to it, but I, I still could understand why a lot of people didn't like, I could understand when I was seeing the stories about, about music and I wasn't defending it. Like the only thing I was saying is that I like the beat, <laughs> but there was a lot of people that was just defending. Well, you don't get it. Cause you know, um, you know, this is, this is our culture and stuff like that. I mean, it wasn't my culture as far as, you know, uh, popping pills and, um, pimping out women and all that <laughs> so um but like i said that was like the spark of it but i think the i guess you said the last straw i guess that kind of just where the light <laughs> kind of the light came on was um that duke lacrosse case and just <laughs> the fact that they just you had people like Al Sharpton and I think Jesse Jackson, all them out there that during that case where they were just taking the word of a stripper and I guess you just say exotic dancer or sex worker they will call it now. Like they will just take her word as gospel. Like she said it, it happened. Like you could say this kind of like was the beginning of like believe all women where they just believed her flat out. They didn't question anything. They just went for it. She said it. They all guilty and just ruined their their uh, reputations. <laughs> and when it all kind of folded, like that, just like okay, I, I'm done with whoever they're with, and uh, Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson, whoever they are, like and like I, I was done with them. <laughs> so that was like okay. I already wasn't agreeing with a lot of stuff they were saying anyway, but that right there just kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, what? I, I don't want to do and have anything to do with them. <laughs> and um, but yeah, that was kind of like the beginning of it all. <laughs> and like the OJ Simpson trial was the spark, and then like was and but and the dude lacrosse case was just like the gasoline <laughs> later on like i know there's a lot of there's a lot of time in between that so there's a lot that so i was questioning it. the the question started then but it it didn't really go anywhere because again you know i wasn't i was in high school during the oj simpson trial and then from that point in between all the way to the Dula Cross case, so it's not like there were no conservatives in between um uh there that would have even if I would have talked about this, would have put two and two together or something like that. Um and so 
a lot so the, all that time in between was basically just being in limbo i guess you could say and questioning but not wondering what the like there were there were no options presented to put it that way because like i said everyone around me were all just voting one way even though they may have the same questions or maybe they're thinking the same way but still as far as having a a, a conservative mind um, um perspective i mean it's not like it definitely grew up at home in a conservative perspective whether it was said or, or not because whether you talk about personal responsibility and you know uh, um, taxes as far as and you know having <laughs> having guns in the home and um and, and stuff like that we definitely were more um more conservative than the ones <laughs> than liberal so but um but again it still was the sense of that it, it didn't really click because there were uh, like I mentioned before when I I realized that I'll be voting Republican for the first time back in 2008. <laughs> it wasn't. It, it, some when I tell that to people, some people are like, "Oh, you know." Um, it wasn't. It wasn't like where I came from. Uh, from a position of like, "Oh, I can't stand Republicans. I can't can't believe I'm going to vote for one." No, I no. They weren't even an option. And and I'm saying that like I they weren't even a thought. So I mean, you can I guess you can chalk it up to them not really putting forth the effort in trying to reach out, which I probably mentioned this before. It's something I I can understand I, I, why why uh, Republican Party or GOP are hesitant to to invest a lot into outreach. I mean, I understand it but from an investment point of view and i think that's how a lot of people look at it because i don't know if i probably mentioned this in this on this podcast before maybe i have but just look at it from uh, you know from an investment point so if you come up to someone and say <clears throat> all right i'm going to invest uh, a good size of money i don't know it's, whatever that is i don't know how whatever that size good size amount is to invest in outreach the um the likelihood of success is low and the return on investment is low now it could be high but the risk is very high and also it is a very volatile situation it can crumble in a second you can have someone in our party say the wrong thing and a very small thing in the grand scheme of things but it doesn't take much to just have a setback for years and so we're it's a very delicate volatile situation that we want you to invest a lot of money in so if i'm sitting back and i'm an investor and i'm someone i'm a donor to <laughs> to the party and like um. Yeah, I, I I'm I don't know if I want to you know donate for that or to that in particular, cause it's a 
to a high risk probably may it may work may not work <laughs> and so yeah um do i think it's worth it if i was making that proposal i'd be like yes this is worth it because uh you know we definitely need to be going down this route but understand it is um don't now this won't be a good sales pitch <laughs> but <laughs> um donate the money but don't expect to get anything back out of it if you do great but don't go into it with the expectation that oh this is going to come back tenfold no it may at the very least come back just even <laughs> so um so yeah that is basically how it, um that's the real you know realistic you know view of it um to as far as if you are approaching someone like i said i'm looking at this strictly like a like an objective you know investment um which is like i said i think a, a lot of people would look at it that way especially the donors that are shelling out thousands of dollars to, um to whatever is a conservative organization or to the you know republican party in general i mean democrats don't really have to worry about it because they just they are they're there and they don't really have to put forth the effort because they got them so um they just put it like the minimum amount of effort at this point so so yeah um that's um I guess that was all my um, opinions <laughs> as far as like, this is all stuff that again that I've put in here that I said I was going to mention but then I just don't <laughs> and anyway let's get to a, another like like I've had a number of these like I saved the last hour for talking about just about this podcast and putting this all together and so I'm going to use a lot of time on that and also let's get to another replay interview with someone that I think if I think she's been on more than anyone on this podcast um, I really appreciate it her her giving her time to come on i mean we've played uh their um their promos on here a, a number of time and definitely just want to guess just play one of our interviews with her and so um here's our it's no this is not our first interview i think this was i, I don't know which which one this is actually but it's here's one of our interviews with lacey williams Hello, this is Trent Chat, and we are very pleased to have a returning guest. You know, actually, this is the first time meeting face-to-face, but she has been on numerous times, and actually, I think she's been on the most of anyone. <laughs> Who I'm talking about, I am talking about Lacey Williams. She is the founder, editor-in-chief of Expressions Magazine. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Brian. How are you? So... We've had, like I said, we've had you on a number of times, and mainly we talk about expressions. And so, first, let everyone know what's the latest issue. All right, so our latest issue is going to be issue four. Marissa Streit is on the cover. She's the CEO of Prager University. Um, she, we just kind of sat down and talked with her about kind of the course of her life and how she helped start uh, the five-minute videos for Prager University. A lot of people know Dennis Prager, and they know um, him as the 
radio talk show host, uh, especially some of the older generation knows, or people that are very involved in the conservative movement, but they really don't know how Prager University came about. Uh, So we kind of tell that story and really get involved um, in that. We also have kind of talked about, you know, what it's like being a girl boss, and she doesn't really like the terminology, because why would you say, you know, man boss? You can just say boss. It's just, it's all about being a boss, and, you know, organizing your time. She's a mother, so she knows how that is, and it's just, I think she's a really inspiring and relatable person. So, given that uh, with the fourth issue, that basically means that, given that it's a quarterly issue, that means it's been a year. So, I guess, let us know what's been the ups and downs of the past, you know, the first year of Expressions. Um, a lot of the ups, obviously, like Nikki Haley being in contact with this. My favorite thing is doing interviews with cover stars. Oh, there's a lot of humility within this whole movement. They're real people that believe in real things. And it's been a lot of fun doing a lot of the interviews for that. Um, a lot of the downs, things like sponsorship. It's hard. You know how it is getting money for, you know, a lot of magazines make their money in ad revenue. We reached out to all the big ad agencies and things like that early. And, you know, Maybelline. I'm looking at uh, Makeup for America over here. And they're kind of the rival, and they're, you know, American-made makeup company that stands for conservative values, and I love them. But then you have people like Maybelline, on the other hand, we email them, and we're donating all of our money to humanitarian causes, which is upsetting when the next day I see a giant billboard for Maybelline. They have, I think it's this new foundation, It's, it's either Maybelline or CoverGirl, one of the two. Don't quote me on it, but um, they have this foundation. It's new, and it's for all different skin colors. And of course, they're like, we're you know we're representative of all. I didn't see a blonde girl there. <laughs> there, I was not represented. Excuse me. So it should not be about uh, what you look like on the outside. But that's all makeup caters to, and it's sad that they can't even appreciate diversity of thought anymore than magazines. So yeah, I know. Um, with the, I guess like the prior four issues and having everyone on. I mean, I know like we, are, we, we spoke with Antonio Okafor. We've had on a number of times and uh, Kendall Jones, Marissa Strike, and, and, and numerous people. And with, um, with the latest issues, so I guess also go a little bit more as far as what's in the issue, as far as what other articles you have in there. Um, so it's our summer issue. So we really tried to focus on, you know, things that girls are doing over the summer. So traveling is a huge one for girls, especially right out of college or um, people that are, you know, coming out of college forever, I guess. <laughs> High school girls, every woman can kind of relate to, you know, what are you packing in your suitcase? What does that look like if, you know, you don't have a lot of cash to check a bag? How are you going to maximize your stu- uh, your suitcase and carry it on? You know, that was really fun. We did a traveling story on Israel. One of our contributors, Mallory Finch, did that. Uh, She kind of talks about how she connected to Christianity right before she came. Again, um, gosh, there's just so many fun articles. There's not a ton of fashion in this issue. We did kind of focus more on the lifestyle stuff because oftentimes, you know, we are political lifestyle. We do focus on that. And our next issue will be more focus on politics. But we just kind of focus on, you know, just fun stuff, French beauty and what that looks like for girls and, you know, minimalistic makeup and so many different fun things. Um, Fleck is, is actually our man of the moment for this issue and he was so fun to interview every answer is yeah very cool very cool and that's like his catchphrase so I had a good time with that 
Now, for someone like myself that's been following you on social media, whether Snapchat or across, <laughs> also saw that you um, were interning at the for uh, I forgot who now actually, but I know you was interning at <laughs> at the at the capital of well state capital. So uh, tell us a little bit about that. So I interned for Rod Bockenfeld for House District Fifty Six. Um, Rod is amazing. Um, freshman legislator comes in. He just has a passion for it. You can tell he hasn't been taken over by any ideology. He just wants to do what's right for America and for Colorado. And I think that's so important. He's so humble. And I don't know. He's been kind of just like he sees the potential in people. And I think he's seen the potential in me. So we've become really good friends. But I do know for a fact now, when I wait until I'm older to, you know, run for political office, I think that takes a little bit of time. You kind of got to work in activism, maybe become a lawyer, you know, build your resume because you can't just walk in like AOC 29, bartender. I'm sorry, but the respect is not going to be there. And I mean, I have friends that work in Washington, and they say, you know, Nancy doesn't respect AOC, and that's part of the reason why. She hasn't built up her resume, she hasn't been there, um, and she really doesn't know what she's talking about, and I don't want to be like that girl. Now, now with your time as, before doing the internship, did it, um, I guess, make you want to go further as far as political, you know, political career, or as far as, well, maybe did it change or how did it how did it influence you I learned a lot I learned a lot for sure I learned how you know bills are passed the cycle that they go through I think that was really needed I learned a lot and I needed to do it in order to understand it better I don't know if I would go back and do it if I'm going to do anything and run for any office it's going to be nationally for the federal government um I don't know what that's going to look like, though. I, I want to be older. I do know that. It's fun, but I love activism so much, and I love um, writing, and I love speaking, and I, I, that's just more fun for me. I've always enjoyed that more. I know I don't want to be a lawyer. Um, you know, litigation seems fun for some people, but it's expensive to go to law school, and I don't have that kind of money lying around just to be like, eh, I kind of sort of like it. So, you know. Just wait. Expression is going to, you know, going to blow up. You're going to have that money then. Oh, yeah. Exactly, right? <laughs> you know, it just, it takes time. My mom, I was talking to her yesterday, and I was feeling a bit discouraged, you know, because it seems like everybody's blown up real big, and it takes them, like, two seconds, and they have all these social media followers. And I'm like, and she goes, Lacey, Rome wasn't built in the day, you know, but it was known as, like, this great civilization that even people now are looking at looking at for, you know, a higher power or, you know, inspiration. So um, that really helped. My mom's a big supporter, and um, I'm really lucky to have a strong woman in my life like that. Yeah, so I guess for one, we're happy to finally meet in person yeah. and to finally get a chance to, to have a face-to-face -face interview. So uh, I appreciate everything you're doing. And if people want to know more about you know expressions, obviously, if, if you've been listening to the podcast, they know, but tell them again. All right. You can go to www.express-conservatism.com. Um, that's our website, and there's links to all of our social on there. You can shop around for the latest issue, and you can also get an online version on there as well. So check it out. All right. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. 
Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Oh, now they need to see my birth certificate. Hmm. Honey, where do we keep the birth certificates? Why? Buying socks. Socks. I'll check upstairs. It's easy to be unsafe online. You're the best. Now it's easy to help protect yourself. Norton 360 with LifeLock gives you device security, a VPN for online privacy, and identity theft protection. All in one. Opt in to cyber safety. Save 25% or more off your first year at norton.com slash news. This is Lacey Williams, the founder and president of Expressions Magazine, letting you know that you can order our quarterly magazine and support female conservatives by visiting express-conservatism.com. Or you can follow us on social media on Instagram with the username of expressions underscore conserve mag or on Twitter with the handle of at express underscore conserve. Get your copy today. Hey, this is Benny Johnson. You're listening to Trend Chat with Brian Bledsoe, the best beard in the business. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 
speculation, high level of success. Margaret Sanger, that's a devil in a dress. Trick the world he ain't exist. That's what the devil did best. In your mother's womb, limbs ripped from your flesh. 250,000 babies, that's a mass murder. Playing Parenthood one year and they last murder. Talking about 89 seconds ago. By the time the song over, it'll be too much. 62 million slaves since Roe versus Wade. I ain't talking foreign, that's a whole USA. Over 1 billion, 600 million since 1980. Trinchette is proud to be a part of the hashtag Life Tribe or Culture of Life as they seek to celebrate life through the world of fashion. Go to col1972.com and get 10% off your purchase when you enter the code TRENCHAT. Alright, so <laughs> we are at the last hour of this episode. Here we are. Oh, there we go. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um. So... Again, like I said, we we've had Lacey on a number of times, and so been great to having her on all this, all these years. So you know, and thanks for the support, and from her and, and you know a number of people as well. You know, um, we have a number as we <laughs> a number of people, and but you know a lot of times we always think people for sharing and and subscribing but i want to mention one in particular and uh her name is jennifer Solis. and i don't know if i said your name right <laughs> but i hope i did because you know there's a, a lot of people who subscribe and have watched who had watched it downloaded and, and listen but i will say she's probably the one who is has shared the most <laughs> And to my knowledge, let's put it that way. <laughs> and I just want to thank her for supporting the show and listening. Um, and I, I mentioned her in particular because she's the one I noticed the most. But I know there's a lot of people who are who, who are listening right now, and I do thank you as well. Um, and just um, you know, as we've been doing this for a couple of years and here we are at the end. I just, uh, I know I'm going to say this again, but just thank you for, um, listening and sharing and subscribing and putting up <laughs> with, uh, listening to, in this case, it's a three hour podcast. Normally I've been going like an hour. I remember at first it was only 15 minutes because that's all the time I had. But then I did those interviews at CPAC and then I had to expand it mainly so i can play those interviews <laughs> and so but um but yeah i i just wanted to mention that i want to make sure i mention that before we get to the end um now one i, I want to mention something i <laughs> i put down a while ago i guess when these old covet passports was all the rage but um i want to just mention this right quick it's just that you know passport these are COVID passports, right? I mean, I know right now it seems like they're that it's it seems like it's not going that direction where we're going to have to have these COVID passports. A lot there's a lot of pushback, and I'm glad to see that um, still. But even if you're trying to travel abroad, that is in a lot of these countries, they're have you know they're implementing these. COVID passports for you. You can't even come into their country unless you show, show proof of uh, vaccination. But um, but just talking about here, I mean, COVID passports. I feel like 
are the beginning of a moment in history where people would just give away more and more of our freedom. And at this point, it's to a rapid pace just to feel, quote unquote, safe or quote unquote, compassionate. And, you know, uh, what people just have, you know, become absolutely dependent for everything uh, from the government, you know, whether it's what to eat, what to drink, basically, you know, like a, a subservient population of people, you know, controlled by the state. And, you know, <laughs> there is going to come a time where I know I saw a sign where they said uh, someone was, um, it was, I don't know where it was, but it was saying like, if you wonder if you would have complied uh, I think it was in, in in Germany back in the 30s or so, uh, during the time of Hitler. Let's put it that way. Um, if you um, now you know if you would have have complied with that back then, if you are so compliant with everything that's going on the past year when it comes to COVID. Um, and yeah, I, I definitely agree with that because um, you know a lot of times people don't really notice what's happening until it's already happened and now you're like how do we get here you have people after we've gotten to the point that we're we're basically living in a tyrannical authoritative state led by democrats <laughs> just saying that but i mean if there, it could be republican but the 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 chances of that happening are a lot slimmer than the democrat because they're already off you know their policies are all about growing government and giving power to the to the government so that's why i say that but um some people going after all that has happened then they'll probably be wondering like oh how do we get here you know what happened to our country or stuff like that and i mean and then you just go back and look at all the little steps along the way where you just allow the government to just add more and more strings to you to your puppet to the to the puppet strings you know, with sayings like, you know, oh, it's for your safety or so or like, oh, it's just a mask. Well, we're all in this together. You know, all that. I mean, I've said this a numerous times too. I mean, freedom is not safe nor easy, but it is worth it. But I can say that it, it seems like a lot of people, especially those supporters of uh, hope and change. I mean, they just rather give it away. They just don't really value freedom. It's something I've that was a um the uh, the title of of the podcast being freedom undervalued i mean people just they don't know what they got until it's gone i guess that old saying and that's seems it's gonna <laughs> rear its ugly head soon so i mean even in talking about covid in particular and mask and especially these little especially the blue ones right I mean, I know everyone got all sorts of kinds, kinds of masks. I mean, I'm pretty sure the mask economy is booming right now, and I'm pretty sure those people are, are, don't want people taking masks off. But um, but the ones, those blue ones in particular, that um, people are so fond of, especially, I I can imagine you're going to come across a commercial. Um, let's say in about four or five years i mean you've seen these commercials before about other things 
whether it's about um, you know cancer or whatever like that. But I can you imagine seeing this commercial? Did you use the blue mask and or you know the cheap little blue mask? Do you use those masks during a pandemic? You may be eligible for compensation. You know, <laughs> um, because of fibers in the filters and that you you know especially the people that was wearing it day in and day out all day um and just and all those fibers have got into your lungs and now you got lung cancer or or something complications with your lungs or or something like that i can see that in in a a commercial in a few few years so um um i mean i don't know it's not like i mean i wear a mask every now and then and it's not because it's for me for for one if you don't know i have sleep apnea so i sleep with a mask on so so i've been doing that for 10 years so wearing a mask wasn't nearly as much of an issue um if i go to a business and they said to wear a mask whatever that's my choice to whether i want to go in there or not really um and i you know it doesn't bother me that much now just because i said it i am definitely for you know, you know, for people that are fighting and you know, all these mass mandates, you know, um, especially from government, especially. So, um, don't confuse that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it just, I'm just saying personally, I, it, it doesn't matter to me one way or another, but I can understand if people that, that have complications that can't wear one, but for whatever reason, I, you know, I sympathize with, with them, with them. And so, yeah, but, but yeah, I can, I can imagine seeing something like that. I mean, in, in just in COVID in general, um, over the past year, right. If this much fear can be generated for a virus that has a 99% survival rate, Right. I mean, yeah, obviously, if you have one of those conditions, it's the survival rate is lower. But for the general public, overall, it's a 99% survival rate. Can you imagine if something worse comes along that has, I don't know, a 70% survival rate? I mean, you've, you've already shown as a, as a people across the world <laughs> that you are willing to just give up everything for something that barely could kill you think about something that that could maybe 70% or 50% so and you definitely has, have have indicated to governments across the world that you are very willing to comply with anything you're willing to give up any right to feel safe which is not surprising. It's not the first time. And it won't be the last, unfortunately. But how much are we going to give up here in, in this country in particular? Uh, I'm pessimistic towards it. I think we're just going to keep going down the rabbit hole, actually. So, anyway. Uh, let's hear a word from um, one organization that is definitely trying to do their part in, in trying to turn the tide, especially amongst um, millennials and young Americans, that'll be young Americans against socialism. 
Hey guys, this is Morgan Zegers, the founder and CEO of Young Americans Against Socialism. We are a nonprofit organization working to preserve a free, fair, and prosperous America for generations to come, all by equipping our generation with the truth about socialism. If you are interested in watching our educational videos, donating to the cause, joining the Ask Coalition, or becoming a contributor, you can do all of these things at fightsocialism.org. We hope you'll join us in this crucial fight for the future of our great country. Thanks! What's going on, folks? This is Colin Noir, and you're listening to Trend Chat. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home live cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. Trend chat. All right, we're coming on now on the home stretch. It's the last 45 minutes. So, um, before we get into talking about all of you know about putting this podcast together and and other stuff um i guess i want to put this in there too about at at the time of this recording i know i've been saying that a couple of times but um if this you know going to be the last episode um want to mention this in case it comes out around again i mean because this is going to be on well i don't know i don't know how long it's going to be on spreaker actually um after my subscription is done after i'm done here but um either way it's going to be out there somewhere. <laughs> and so as of this recording again, uh, we have a number of candidates running for Texas governor. <laughs> um, obviously I've mentioned before, Chad Prather, who has been on the show is announced that he's running a while ago. Also we have, um, former state Senator um, Don Huffines, uh, that is 
Hold on. Was it done? Okay. Um, Huff Irons. Let's just put it that way. I've make sure I've got the right one. Because <laughs> um, that's two. <laughs> and, but yeah. So, so he announced that he's running as well. Very conservative senator um, while he was in the Texas Senate. And also, Texas um, Republican Chair Allen West, Lieutenant Colonel Allen West, has uh, resigned from well, effective July 11th, but he is going to resign and it is reported that he will also run for governor um so and plus there are others that are already announced as well and so the primary looks to be very crowded <laughs> um against greg abbott and rightfully so because of the, all the mass mandates he did last year and and just you know hasn't been really as conservative um as he portrays himself to be put it that way <laughs> Um, and, and like I said, I, like I said, deservedly so. And I really, at this point, I, I mean, for one, he's an incumbent, so it's going to be kind of difficult. It's always, you know, incumbents are always difficult to, to unseat, um, in a primary. Now, what I will hope is that with people like Chad Prather, Alan West, um, Huffines and, and maybe in who else may um, enter into this Republican primary, and that the primary will at least go to a runoff where Abbott would not get over fifty percent, and he would have to go to a runoff. Like that's like the worst case scenario, actually, in the, as far as the primary goes. Um, or just you know he just get beat outright. But I don't think that's going to happen because, like I said, because you have so many running. But um, but then we go to a runoff, and then he goes against whoever that one candidate is. And again, then everyone maybe hopefully would consolidate and get behind that one conservative candidate go against to go against Abbott. And then okay, let's say whoever that candidate is, they win, beat Abbott. Uh, whether it's you know what is Chad Huff, you know Chad Huffines or West. And um, or, or someone else who is more conservative, they win, you know, and go on to the general and beat whoever Democrats are going to put up. Maybe better, for all we know, at this point. Um, then, but let's say if he actually, you know, wins the runoff, Abbott, if he, you know, Governor Abbott wins the wins the runoff, I would at least hope after that he would govern more conservative because of what happened in the primary and understand and see that you know that um what happened in the primary was a uh was basically just a testament to how we feel about how he's been governing as a republican so yeah that's that's where we're at right now i know because of the news with uh um, with Alan West resigning effective in July, now you um, you have a couple. Well, I only know of one right now is um, former state rep, for, uh, former Texas state rep um, Matt Rinaldi is going to run for for the chair of the Republican Party of Texas, which I think is a great idea. I really, you know, really respect Matt Rinaldi, and I 
you know, like I said, I don't know who else is going to run. I will suspect that Governor Abbott is going to have his his um, his sympathizer of of choice to run against Ronaldo because Ronaldo was not as was um, that complimentary <laughs> towards Governor Abbott, especially towards with his mask mandates and all that. So I'm guessing Abbott is probably even he as of right now he probably already has someone or someone or grooming someone right now to run against him to be more of an ally for Governor Abbott in um, as the chair chair of the Republican Party of Texas. So so all right we're going into the last thirty minutes here and I'm going to take another break because I think I'm probably going to go all the way into the end after this. And so, uh, well, 40, 40 minutes left, but, <laughs> um, and speaking about Texas in particular, before I go to another break, we actually going to have a CPAC in, <laughs> in Texas. Um, I mean, there was already a CPAC in Orlando this year, earlier this year, but apparently there's going to be another CPAC. I mean, the, of the same size of the one in Orlando, which, I don't know what CPAC is doing, what the ACU is doing right with with this other event. Um, but you know, President Trump is going to speak. I mean, you have a it's just the same level almost. I'm guessing it's going to be, but without all the restrictions that we had down in Florida, because even though, like I said, even though Florida being a red state and Ron DeSantis is great and all that, we were in this the city of, of Orlando and Orlando like any other major city outside of a few like Fort Worth and Tulsa maybe or Fort Worth in particular um, you had all these restrictions and um, for you know social distancing mask and all that and that that was causing a big issue especially the mask down there so but now 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 saying that um, the CPAC in Texas is going to be in Dallas you know, Dallas still have their, you know, just as much uh, restrictions too. Just because it's Texas, again, Dallas run by Democrats. So, um, like I, I wish they would have done it in Fort Worth, <laughs> but so I don't know how, um, how restrictive they are in Dallas County. I try to stay away from Dallas County as much as possible. To be honest with you, <laughs> um. I'd stay in Tarrant County. You know how much I don't want to be in Dallas County? Let's put it this way. So I work for a company that's in Dallas County. I mean, it's deep in Dallas County, too. Now, I work there. I'm, 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 you know, If you don't know by now, if you've been listening and if you can't tell by the hum of the truck in the background, I'm a truck driver. So, and I you know all the episodes are done in the truck. So, well, if most of them are done in the truck. Every now and then I do. I did one in the car, actually. Like sitting in the car with the microphone. <laughs> so anyway, I'm not I'm not gonna go off on that. But um, but yeah. So the company I drive for, um, you know my truck, my so my car is in Dallas County. So I had to park my car to get to my truck and get on the road. And so because of that, because it's in you know it's in Dallas County, you most sensible people to be honest i mean i know this doesn't make a lot of sense it's just my choice but um sensible people will be like okay 
your car is there, your, the company you drive for is in Dallas County, and your truck is there and all that, you know, you probably want to live near where you work, right? You live in Dan Dallas County. I mean, you work in Dallas County, so you're probably going to, you know, uh, probably live there or live close to there. No. <laughs> no, I could. I could have. <laughs> but because I don't like how much I don't like Dallas County so much, I made the effort to make sure I live. Now, I do live in Tarrant County, but <laughs> I live right at the line of it. <laughs> and I'm and I did that on purpose. I live right at the line where Tarrant and Dallas County is. <laughs> Um, mainly because I just, you know, I don't want to go too far away from work, but, but I didn't want to live in Dallas County. So I didn't want my address to be in Dallas County. So I made sure like everything is in Tarrant County. The only thing I have to go to Dallas County for is to go to work. And if I didn't have to do that, I wouldn't do that. So, so anyway, so I'm just saying that as far as CPAC goes with, they may have still running to restrictions, even though they're in Texas. They still may run to restrictions just because it's Dallas, Dallas County and the city of Dallas in particular. So, so yeah. <laughs> um, so watch out for that. Like I said, um, I don't know what they've been told already. And honestly, whatever they've been told, don't be surprised. I, this is the same thing I said about when they were down in Orlando, just because, you know, they may be told one thing, but anticipate shenanigans from the county commissioner from the mayor from city council from the sheriff so I'm, I'm all the way down the line in dallas in the city of dallas in dallas county in, in particular expect shenanigans from all of them to try to sabotage this event one way or another whether by implementing um limits of uh, capacity anything just anticipate that they did it before with another event last year in particular and also down in in houston so it, it's been done and yeah anticipate that happening also on top of that um i mean you may get some help from governor abbott if if some problems arise you may not to the level that i think you will get from like governor ron DeSantis in florida but um but yeah so anyway yeah um that'll be the last event actually that i cover um would be that so now one thing um as far as you know the events that i covered and everything that's you know it's been great and all of that and so one thing i wanted to mention um is that uh that was the I guess the reason for even going to these events because I was already going to these event these events before doing this podcast, but I remember going to CPAC 2016, 2017. Anyway, I it was when I was writing for Politichicks and I was writing my first article for Politichicks, and I came across Michelle Malkin and I and I asked her some advice about writing your first article and all of that but and so yeah we talked a little bit but one thing in particular she mentioned that stuck out is that you know if you cover these events you can go to these things for free <laughs> and i remember that i'm like are you telling me all i gotta do is 
write an article or do a podcast about it and I can go to these events for free. I already was going anyway. And I was already going to even talk about it to someone anyway, or maybe write a little something on social media. So why not just do it? <laughs> so, yeah, so that kind of like, okay, yeah, why not do it? And, um, just, you know, do a whole bunch of all these interviews and, you know, it's been, that's been, it's fun. Um, even though if you get a lot of interviews, it can be, yeah, it's, it can be a lot of work trying to edit and put it all together and put it for the podcast and all, but yeah, it's been fun. It's been, it's been great. And even though hopefully, even though the podcast will be over, but who knows how, if I'm covering it, I'll probably maybe write something for Politichicks for the CPAC in, in Dallas in July. So, um, so yeah. So here we are. We're coming up to the last 30 minutes. Let's, um, here, um, I guess be the, the last one we'll play from the founder project. And then we'll be back and we'll talk about trend chat, <laughs> the show and how this even came to be. And, What's the future in going forward? So, hello, Trend Chat fans. The Founding Project invites you to experience our latest resource to take civics to citizens, TFP's new website. Visit us at www.thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with The Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Join us today. This is Dana Lash, and you're listening to Trend Chat. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 
Welcome to the Trend Chat Lounge. This is your host, Brian Bledsoe. And we just want to help you to take your worries away with the sounds of Turtle Beach by Oakwood Station. Oh, man, you know how long I've been wanting to do that, but I kept forgetting about it. But I always, but maybe I didn't want to do it because of you know the tone of the podcast or whatever. But I've been wanting to do that for like a year. <laughs> so, but I like I, I got to do it now. If I don't do it now, I never do it. So anyway, um, <clears throat> so <clears throat> let's um let's just start at the beginning, actually. And how all this came about. So, I, the, I, I guess the start of doing anything, whether it would have been a YouTube channel or a podcast or anything, it started when me and my then wife did a live stream on Periscope, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was Periscope. And we talked about, so, I talked about politics and she talked about entertainment. We just, you know, and we just kind of just did it. Uh, we just thought it'd be fun to do. And that was like 2014. I think I, I forget when it was maybe 20. Yeah. So, um, that was the beginning of it because after we did that, we both thought like, Hey, we ought to do that more often. You know, and that, kind of was the the start of even considering doing anything like this um fast forward a couple of years because we nothing really came of it we didn't really um didn't do another one like that um but then i was writing for politics and then becoming a national delegate in 2016 and that's where a lot of the that's where it really went into fast, you know, fast forward. <laughs> and like it, it, it picked up then. And cause now even still at this point, I was still looking at it to do, even though, like I said, at the time at, at the convention in 2016, that, um, okay. It's starting to come together that, I'm okay. I think I'm going to do a podcast. Um, and this is where I go back, you know, Julio Rivera, he, he put me on the, in about Spreaker and doing this over the phone and all that. And so, okay, I, you know, I think I can do this. So at that time, like I said, and then, you know, my wife at the time, I was thinking, okay, let's do a podcast, um, on politics and entertainment, you know, I'll talk about the politics. You'll talk about the entertainment. And so that was the beginning of it. It was, you know, Trent Chat was always supposed to have been two holes. That was the beginning of it. Um, and that was the plan at the beginning. 
Um, that didn't obviously, if you heard the first <laughs> first episode, that didn't happen. But um, but it didn't. That didn't come out like I thought it would. So that's why a lot of the, especially the what you hear in the beginning couple episodes where I was saying that it was be about politics, entertainment, culture, and all that, because that was based off of what I thought it was going to be between me and her. Um, in this eventually, cause even if I did the first episode, I thought eventually it would turn in that it never, never did. <laughs> um, mainly because like, so it's something, I guess most people don't know that when this podcast started, um, I said probably maybe a month or two later, like I was separated from my wife and then in the years after that. So been divorced now. And so, so none of that ever happened to have the two hosts back and forth. So, I mean, so my goal with all of, you know, all of this to, to do this podcast, you know, it wasn't to become, you know, the most listened to podcast or even to the so much even to get paid really um look i wouldn't mind if i got a job in in doing it um but my first priority when i started this podcast was to help out and interviewing my friends and to you know make it make a difference and help out uh whether with them or just you know bring another voice that would create an impact in whatever way and because my whole thought is about, okay, if I did this, is this going to help people? Is this going to help out? Um, if people are going to get something out of this, great, I'll do it. And so, you know, that being said, also, um, hopefully I was thinking maybe sooner or later to, if I was going to continue doing this podcast to maybe get a job doing something, whether it's doing this podcast or doing something else, um, whether working for some organization, some conservative organization or whatever like that, um, you know, something that would get me off the road. Cause that was my other, you know, that was another goal of mine too. Cause I was doing other things, just trying to trying to be home more. So if this podcast was that way to get, get there, okay um if you know and i was trying other things as well and and so you know that that was another reason to try that try this you know podcast as well to see what will become of it um but you know from the my main goal from the very beginning was to you know volunteer and you know do these different things and maybe to the point if something comes out of it uh, I'll get off the road and then, you know, with, with the job or whatever, and, you know, be home with my family, you know, be home with, with my wife at that time. Um, and also to be home for, you know, for my daughter and with her, um, watch, you know, she was currently in, you know, in school, you know, in high school by this, by this time. But, um, so that was all back then though. I mean, now given, you know, how I'm older and if you don't know, uh, there's a, well, another reason I, I waited to do this last episode, even though I thought this last episode would have been done probably in January or February, I thought it was going to be the uh, CPAC actually, it was going to be, uh, with interviews there, I, it would have rounded out to 200, but 
we got to this point. So actually, if you, <laughs> people don't know, don't know, June 9th is my birthday. So, <laughs> uh, so now, given I'm older, I'm actually 41 today, <laughs> and you know, some college, I'm no no degree, but some college credits. But you know, and but that's all I have, and even being a national delegate and alternate delegate and all that and you know volunteer and volunteering in different organizations i mean it still makes it pretty difficult to get in things substantial as far as a job uh, and let me also say this as a, a job for what to replace what i do now remember i'm a truck driver so i make a lot <laughs> as a truck driver so whatever job because it's not like i wasn't presenting any job i had number of job offers but they were all length entry level jobs and so it would have like cut whatever i make on the road by like 75 percent so so yeah so that made things difficult and as far as even going that route because i would have to get something that was at least somewhat uh, above entry level which is difficult for someone that don't have as much experience as someone that you know a, a younger person as well coming out of college with a degree so you know that's just that's that's the facts of the matter and i understand it and if i was if i was hiring at these places that's where i would go to so so i understand that i mean so with all of that and now you know so now as i mentioned before divorce now and my daughter's pretty much, you know, she's graduated high school now. She's in college. <laughs> um, and so really it's kind of just me at this point. I mean, and so that motivation for the podcast is kind of, it's gone away. Couple that with, as I mentioned before, doesn't, the engagement is not really there. It's not really, the downloads is not really there. So it doesn't seem like I'm helping that much either. <laughs> so it's kind of like okay i guess it's just time to just move on and look i'll just stay on the road which is fine by me look i i love my job um <laughs> i have no problem driving this truck <laughs> um this you know i like what i do so and i'm not feeling like i took this venture to like oh i, I gotta do this so i can get out of this dead-end job or the job that i hate no i like my job <laughs> so <laughs> So I don't really feel a pressure or anything like that, um, you know, to to get away from doing something I actually like. So, so now that aspect is kind of gone. All of that is gone. So the, you know, that to look for that job. So I just kind of just this would be the end of it. Then I mean, and look, look, I'm not overly ambitious, ambitious either, <laughs> to be honest. Which I mean, which has its pros and cons to it trust me i i know i'm self-aware of that <laughs> i mean i'm a content person so i don't really get stressed out kind of roll with the punches but on the on the flip side i don't i'm not crazy driven either <laughs> which can kind of come off as nonchalant and uncaring um <laughs> actually but uh but i mean but that being said i mean there look there are plenty of people doing great things with their platforms out there doing podcasts and on youtube i mean i you know you heard from um uh, shout out from Brandon Tatum on here. Here from Morgan Zegers with Young Americans Against Socialism. Eric July, Young Ripper Five Nine. I mean, 
Demonic Felder, Hot Twins, definitely, definitely Holly, who has been on our on our podcast. She's going to start a podcast, if not right by this point, it's starting soon. Um, friend of mine, Jen, Jenny Robinson, check out her podcast. Coleon Duar, his stuff on YouTube and all that. Uh, Liz Wheeler just started something. Uh, um, YouTube channel. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, factoring in the time, you know, the the time and cost and the amount of listenership or lack thereof or whatever. <laughs> um, I just think it's the best time, just you know, to end it. Um. Also, um, I would recommend people listen to, uh, well, watch this um, video from Lauren Southern. Um, Lauren Southern, someone I wanted to get on. I never got a chance to get on. But um, she has a YouTube video, and it's called Feelings Don't Care About Your Facts, which is a basically the flip of the, of the popular saying that, you know, facts don't care about your feelings. But um, it's a good video, and it basically just kind of breaks down that, you know, even you can have all the facts, all the logic, all the rationale that you want, but people that are basically in their feelings don't care <laughs> about your facts. And, um, whether I like it or not, I agree with a point, <laughs> uh, especially the fact that most people, you know, process decisions, you know, and, and their votes emotionally. And, um, and that's another thing I realize I'm certainly not effective in my communication in that regard. <laughs> um, and when it comes to conservative principles, which I think is kind of maybe another reason, that doesn't really resonate with some people. Maybe that maybe listen for the first time and just kind of come off maybe too cold or whatever, <laughs> which I understand and I get it. Um, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, so like the reasons I will go like that I will mention is that, so I'm not really a storyteller and on at the same time, I'm, I'm not thoroughly researched either. <laughs> Um, it's like this really is commentary. This really is just my opinions. It's not like because if you're going to not be a, an, a, an effective storyteller where you can suck people in with talking about stories and this and that and tying in principles with that. If you're not going to do that, you need to be like really researched. Like you have to really have a lot of facts and where people can really get into into that. And I don't do, do either really. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I understand that and, you know, I get it. Um, another thing, I'm also bad at networking. <laughs> um, as many people that has been on a show and I appreciate everyone that's been on the show, but my networking skills are lackluster. <laughs> put it that way. I don't really, I'm not good at communicating, keeping it in contact. I guess that's another thing because that's kind of one thing where you say like, where you tell people that you know you keep in contact with people and all that and you know just because of just just to talk and be but i'm just i don't do that well (laughs) unfortunately and and it shows because it doesn't you know doesn't really grow really um because of that and look look all that leads to uh, i I think leads to like the lack of engagement and all that and because it didn't really the network didn't really expand to take the show to other places whatever like that but look i'm just trying to be honest with myself <laughs> like this ain't no woe it's me you know i'm not entitled to some to an audience <laughs> uh, i believe in the free market and the market chooses what it wants and you know 
and I believe in that whether it works out for me, you know, would I benefit from it or not? This is how it should work. I mean, <laughs> you know, so from so from listening to this this episode, I know in the middle of this or in the beginning or at the end, there's commercials, right? And you know, just to kind of give a bit of a glimpse as far as all the money that <laughs> suppose that I, that that I'm rolling in for doing this podcast, um, I'll just tell you right now, the first I I, I got a check from Spreaker, right? From the ad revenue for this podcast. You know how much the first check was? $23.58. <laughs> and that was for, that was after I've done a hundred episodes. <laughs> so, so, so yeah. So yeah, that, you know, that just kind of gives you an idea. Now that just goes because of downloads and all that and listenership and everything like that. So, and, um, but, like I said, I wasn't doing it so much for the money. Just making sure I was, if people were, were getting some out of it, great. And I just continue, you know, continue doing it, but you know, not so, not so much the case. So, um, now in, I guess in talking about if we're going to go down this route of, um, reflection and I want to play something right quick and play a couple of interviews, but here's one that, um, before, uh, you know what? Uh, no, I gotta find it. Okay, but um, I don't know. I, yeah, anyway, I just leave that. <laughs> I can leave that one out. <laughs> but um, I know I shared a couple of days ago, well, yesterday, um, that I have, you know, interviewed Senator Cruz. That's been my most popular episodes. So. You can look at the downloads and see that oh you have so many downloads, but a lot of it, I say a lion's share of it, <laughs> is from the times I spoken with either representatives or Senator Cruz. That's where the majority of it really comes from, to be honest. And um, and so in those three times I spoke with him, it's been um you know that's that was the most I couldn't believe I was actually able to get an interview with them and all that so you know it's moments like that that um you know that are great to look back on and see pictures of it and all of that so matter of fact uh let me just i'll play uh the one we did at the nra right quick the nra annual meetings and we're very pleased to have senator ted cruz with us how you doing i'm doing terrific how you doing well first off it was a great speech and you just wanted to ask um well first how's the campaign going uh, it's going very well. We've, we're seeing tremendous energy across the state. You know, these are volatile times. The far left, they're energized, they're angry, they hate the president. Uh, and so I've got a liberal Democrat running against me, Congressman Beto O'Rourke, who's running far, far left. He's advocating higher taxes, more regulations, open borders. He's advocating aggressive gun control and impeaching the president. Uh, and he's raising more money than any Democrat in the entire country. Uh, but the good news is there are more conservatives in Texas than liberals. So if we if we turn Texans out, we'll have a good election. Well, I guess the news a little bit is that um, 
the President Trump, I guess, kind of re reiterated his um, endorsement of you. So, how's that? Uh, very grateful to have the President's support, and I think we're getting a, uh, an enormous amount accomplished over the last year and a half with tax reform, regulatory reform, repealing the Obamacare individual mandate, confirming strong judges, rebuilding the military. We're getting a lot done, and we got a lot more we need to do together. I know one, I know one of the things that he mentioned is uh, as far as not being complacent, and um, yeah. that's definitely true. So, I guess I want to ask you about that. Uh, no, I very much agree that, that our biggest challenge is complacency. Uh, if it, turnout will decide this election, we know we're going to see record-shattering Democratic turnout. We've got to make sure conservatives show up and vote. If we do that, we'll have a good election all across the country. And so the, the theme of, I guess, the annual meetings is a show of strength for Second Amendment freedom. I just want to ask you, how do, I guess, how do we all apply that? Well, we... Freedom doesn't defend itself. You've got to stand up and defend it, particularly when we're seeing a concerted media effort to come after the Second Amendment to push gun control. You know, my opponent in the Senate race, Democratic Congressman Beto O'Rourke, tweeted a few weeks back how proud he was that he has an F rating from the NRA. Not a D minus, not a D, an F. I promptly retweeted it. I said, look, elections are about choices, and if you want a big government gun-grabbing liberal, well, the Democrats have given you one. But if you want someone who will fight to defend your freedom and defend the Bill of Rights each and every day, you got that choice as well. Uh, thanks so much for your time. Great to see you. All right, so, yeah, <laughs> um, I've mentioned this before. If you can't, if you can't tell... Um, I'm, we're walking and talking. So we are like really going back and forth. Like I'm walking and, you know, walking fast too. <laughs> um, we were in, um, uh, at the, in Dallas and yeah, I'm, I'm walking and they said, Hey, the only opportunity I had was to walk and talk with them on his way to his car. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to talk and walk and all that. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So, um, that, yeah. That was one of our three interviews we had with Senator Cruz, and we definitely appreciate having the opportunity to speak with um with Senator Cruz all those you know those times and um so yeah now let's get to our last interview, which is with Lawrence Jones, who has been on the show numerous times as well. But this is new. This is the interview we did at CPAC um, a couple of months ago, and I actually told him before we started this is going to be the last interview with him because i'm ending this the show soon so uh so yeah without further ado let's let's get to that interview yeah okay. all right this is this is brian Bussell. this is also this is trend chat at cpac 2021 and we have a returning guest lawrence jones the big shot at fox news how you doing? i don't know about big shot man we just <laughs> it's just a lot of fun you know how you been i'm doing well so First off, given, you know, this, you've been to other CPACs, and so this is a whole unique experience. So yeah. for people that don't know, like, let them know, like, how, all the distancing and everything, how it's going. Yeah. Most people love freedom here and everything. It is a different hassle. You know, we live in a different environment and all that, but, you know, uh, Florida is a free state. And the people can sit down and have a meal and everything. The maskings are a little, a little annoying, but I think for the most part, people are on fire. They want to know who's going to be the candidate that's going to run. They're hoping that the president is going to run. So I think people are just energetic, brother. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, I wasn't able, as far as media myself, to be in <laughs> inside the main bar. No, no, actually, I had to watch on TV, so <laughs> I didn't even get a chance to see what you were on. Yeah. So uh, let people know uh, what you were talking about on stage. Yeah, I talked 
about the correlation between mob justice that happened in the streets, and then I also talked about um, the state mob that shut businesses down, didn't give people an opportunity to fight for the businesses despite this pandemic. And so the correlation of that I thought was uh, pretty frisky for the audience. They agreed on it. I put a little twist on it. And, uh, yeah, I, I think people see the correlation that businesses are still closed. I mean, Florida is open. Texas, you got businesses open. But all across the country, they're sitting here letting businesses just fail. And they don't give them money. Which the people, they don't need the money. Just let them open up and choose their own destiny. Yeah, and now I did catch a clip. And in one of the clips I saw that was you mentioned about where, there, you know, there were some Republicans that were letting this happen as well. Yeah, Republicans let it happen as well. They're not uh, uh, immune from this criticism. The fact that they allowed uh, the media to pressure them to close down businesses in their state, the fact that they cited people and had the police come to uh, um, um, when, when kids were out there playing uh, on the playground and arrest moms and dads, I think it's just ridiculous. And Republicans played a part in that, and so they shouldn't be immune to criticism. And honestly, I don't think they should really have their, their seats. They shouldn't be in office with that type of stuff happening in, in uh, Republican states. So... Everything that's going on here, you know, with Fox News and everything. So, I mean, what, what things do you got coming up, or like that you can, you know, tell us at least? Fox News. Okay, what I can tell you is next week I'm hosting a 7 p.m. show on prime time, and uh, you got to come and see about it. It'll be a little bit of news and opinion, and we're gonna have a lot of fun. All right. So now the the theme is American, you know, America Uncounseled. So yeah. with that theme, I mean. What what is your thoughts as far as you know this whole council culture that's going on? Um, listen, we're allowing people to be counseled, but as I always tell people, if you subscribe to council culture, it's like a wildfire. You counsel someone, you pour gasoline on the fire. Don't be surprised when that gas hits you too, and you will be set on fire as well. Just look at Ellen. She was against. She was counseling people left and right, and they came for her too. And she realized the magnitude of it. Bill Maher has been very vocal about it as well. So again, I'm against conservative counseling. I'm against uh, um, Democrats counseling. I'm against everybody counseling. So I just so this is my last question. Okay. It ain't really a question, just a statement. Just I appreciate the encouragement. You know, as far as podcasts and everything. Yep. You know, you've been on a couple of times. I just want to say, you know, if this is the last time we speak on, on the podcast, just appreciate, I appreciate everything you've done and just thank you. Brother, you did it your way. You did it the right way and I'm proud of you, man. Congratulations. All right, All right and if people want to, you know, see you on social media, where would it go? Uh, you can go to Lawrence B. Jones 3. On all platforms, and you'll see me there. Fox News 7 p.m., though, next week. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, bro. Thank you. Hey, it's Lawrence Jones with Fox News. Check out Trend Chat with my brother, Brian Blesso. I saw her flying there by the dawn's early light. A little tired, a little tore up. Still hurting from the fight. We here at Trench Hat, we are proud to be part of the 1776 Militia. Check out 1776united.com. They have a wide array of clothing, hats, shirts, art, and more that is fiercely patriotic and stylish to match. Go to 1776united.com, and if you put in the code Trench Hat, you get 20% off your first purchase. Again, 1776united.com. Put in the code Trench Hat for 20% off. Be anything that you want to be. It don't matter where you are from.
shirts to an uptown bar Don't care if you're black or white Or who you love I stand for the flag And the flag Stands for all of us Alright, so here we are, here we are, the last four minutes, and just like I said, look at look at it. Now, <laughs> I have four minutes, I actually have stuff I need to get out, so, <laughs> alright, let's hurry up, so let's get to, to the, hold on, alright, okay, alright, where is it, so let's shout out the locations for the final time, I guess, <laughs> alright, so, Let's start with the cities, Hyderabad, India, Pune, India, Lebukas, France, I ain't got time to try to figure it out, Lincoln, Nebraska, Maradu, India, Patina, India, Durham, North Carolina, man, Jaraju, Brazil, Little M, Texas, Arlington, Texas, and the county, the, the countries, Switzerland, France, Thailand, Brazil, India, and United States. So, all right, going to cut that off because I can't believe here we are three minutes. So, and I still have things to say. And also, one thing I want to mention right now is that, so, like I mentioned about the the email, it's going to come in handy because right now you can win a $100 wine voucher from Naked Comms. <laughs> naked comps nakedwines.com so to win this you need to email me at trenchat247 at gmail.com trenchat247 at gmail.com and in the email I need you to tell me what is the book that I recommended to read when I was it was a reference book tell me the name of that book in the email and I will send you this wine voucher. Now I did this before, and no one even no one even um, emailed me about it. So <laughs> I don't drink wine, so that's one reason why I'm not you know I'm giving it away. So, um, so yeah, do that. Um, if you if you listen, so that's your treat for listening this far. If or maybe fast forward all the way here. So anyway, um, before we go, you know, thanks to Hillary Kennedy for again for doing all the voices for this and just um you know i appreciate her i I know a lot of times i talk about we 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 did this and we did that i mean the only we is me and jesus for the most part i all the production everything i it's all me i didn't have any anyone else to do it um and so but there of the 99.9% 9.5 the other part is hillary with her voice so i appreciate and um, you know, I guess I would just leave with this is that um for one, now I'm just gonna focus on being the best precinct chair I can be with the limited time I have on the road still. And actually, you know, find maybe find someone in my precinct, you know, um to help out but whatnot. But so but so but I will leave with this. Government is not your friend. That's something I've been trying to say for this whole podcast. Government not your friend. Every day Regardless of party, you know, government seeks more power and control. And so, so many are willing to just give it away. Media has done a great job in convincing people that freedom is selfish. 
and that we should essentially be communists and hand everything over to the government in the name of safety, community, and compassion. But that's just not the case. Freedom is not easy. It's not, you know, it's not safe, but it's, it's worth it. And I keep saying that. So I don't know. That's all I got to say. That's it. And I can't say until next time. Just, you know, I guess I'll go watch Loki and go maybe go skydiving soon. So anyway, goodbye. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today. 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700. If you are thinking about snacking on anything other than tasty cake this summer, you are simply Miss Caken. A melted milkshake? Miss Cake. Crumbly, sticky s'mores? Bigger Miss Cake. Or worst of all, you resort to baking? If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake. Because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet. Or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty Cake. Accept no substitutes.